0: Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and as often as possible I have a creative come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. I know it's been a hot minute since the last recording, I ain't going to apologise. I've been really busy wrapping up projects, starting others and I'm moving studio. Staying in North Acton, keeping that North West London vibe, but now I've got this lovely space with double doors opening to a courtyard with a nice little tree too. Spring and summer's going to be lovely over there. So look, bear with me. More come in. I've been chatting to other artists, musicians, poets, comedians, compiling a brilliant list for you all. But look, this is all for free. I've got a business to run, a teenage son, a partner, two dogs. You know, we're all there. You understand. So this week, well, look, actually let's just jump back in touch. I remember the first time I met Fuel. It was at my gallery in Brighton, one of those jaw-dropping moments when you realise who's in front of you. Literally jaw-dropping. As he was walking off, I nudged vibes, he was hanging out as usual, and I said a bit too loud, yo V, that's King Fuel right there. I felt a little embarrassed because I think he heard me, but you know what, I didn't give a fuck. He graced my shop, and V was excited too. We've been in contact ever since then, you know, we're not close friends, I don't know this guy really at all. And so, a couple of months ago, I had the pleasure of going south of the river to have a coffee with King Fuel, Who, for as long as I've been in the scene, has had his name come along with folklore, rumour and legend. We chatted over a few coffees for hours without noticing time go by. We spoke about loads of stuff, the culture, London, parenthood, mind and soul, therapy, music, smoking, adventures. A whole bag of goodness. Hours of it. It was amazing. Mind-blowing. An absolute treat. And so I obviously asked him, can you come over to North Acton and jump on this podcast? And he agreed. We left it a bit of time so that the conversation wasn't fresh in our minds. And when he got there on a Monday just after lunch, I bunked work, silenced my computers and phone. was King Fuel, for fuck's sake. And we chatted for another three hours. It's an amazing story. A deep journey hearing about Fuel's life so far. His choices, experiences, memories and thoughts and feelings about our culture. (laughs) And anything else we could talk around it, to be honest. A real great chat. And yeah, I say amazing and wow about 50 times, but I really do mean it. It was a great privilege having him around here. This isn't his whole story. The timeline's not perfect, but it is over 30 years of being fuel. What an honour. This is King Fuel's London culture and creativity story. Enjoy. This is F24.
1: Hmm. You know, we used to go out and listen to Norman J and he was just spitting some music and that was that. And then he... You hear it he becomes culturally significant to the point where he's been knighted yeah, by the Queen. Go. And so, you know, when are we gonna start getting knighted? you know what I mean? But <laughs> like, I'm waiting.
0: It's that close, isn't it? <laughs> well look, let's um let's start at the beginning of this this your journey. Mm. And uh start with where you're from. Where were you born? Yeah.
1: I was uh, I was well, where was I born? Well oh. where,
0: where where were you from? Where were your first years of living? Oh, I at was brought
1: this, home from a hospital coming into after the sort of uh being uh, having a, a rather, um, um, you could say, difficult birth. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I was pulled by a, by a pair of forceps. Fucking hell. Yeah, so um, I didn't really want to be here particularly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I Brilliant. was taken to Southfields, of all places, which is kind of very a really a real suburban backwater mm-hmm. of London. And it's, you know, the, the name Southfields pretty much says it. You know, I mean, it wasn't full of fields, but yeah. 80 years before it would have been. It was, I think it was watercress Meadows. Wow. And uh, train electri- well, electrification came in the in you know, 1890s okay. to that area. And then they started building houses there. So it was really on the um, fringes of, of yeah, London.
0: London life, and one of the newer parts of it.
1: Yeah. Um, that's where I grew up. I spent the first ten years of my life and that was pretty much it was removed from you know London as I know it or as I got to know it yeah uh, you know church school uh, not not a lot of cars you could play out in the street right um, yeah
0: did you leave there much or was it predominantly no just, I yeah. was
1: I was pretty much in that area I didn't leave I yeah. mean there was no reason to. No. You know, it was down to the Arndale Centre on Saturday with my granddad. Yeah. Um, to get our shopping. Um, but yeah, when I speak about that area to people now, they think that they well, certain people have said it sounds like you were living a different century. Because <laughs> <laughs> the things that I can remember about me living in Southfields is that it's different from a lot of people's experiences
0: growing up. Within London, as such. Within
1: London, within an, within yeah, a metropolis, mm. a big city. So yeah, we had uh, to to roll them off. We had uh, we had coal delivered. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a coalman that used to come. Fucking hell. And then they used to deliver the coal yeah down a manhole in the front of the house the whole house used to rumble yeah then we had a man that used to deliver oil for the oil heaters
0: fucking hell man and then
1: i wasn't allowed out to see him because it was all dirty the truck and smelly <laughs> um and then we had a fruit and veg guy that he used to pull up like the tarp on the side of his truck yeah and there was tiered sort of stacks of fruit stacks and veg. of fruit yeah like a stool like a stool but just come to the house because we didn't have shops very near us wow and we didn't have a car so it was all like they used to come to us rag and bone man
0: amazing man. um
1: even a guy that used to come and sharpen the knives yeah on a little wheel yeah yeah yeah. you know he used to sit on the back i think it was the oil man that had a little twin thing going on where he was sharpened the knives so anyway that's the kind of backdrop yeah, yeah. but um i
0: had a rag and bone man in kilburn yeah in the 80s they were around yeah definitely yeah. people he used ex- to come through kilburn around the estates mm yeah, on his and he's horse.
1: doing his heckle, like yeah,
0: you know. Yeah, I barely remember it. Like yeah, not, it's not like a vivid, vivid memory, but it rings bells. Yeah, of seeing the horse and cart and hearing the sound. Like, yeah,
1: Auburn. I mean, I I get a lot of reference from my brother because he's twelve years older than me. Twelve years older than you, so he wow. can remember things that I'm starting to just they were just on the cusp of me remembering. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm like, did this really happen? He's like, oh yeah. He can solidify. You know, he it can see you. it, so he can see around the corner a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's got further. right. He's got that curve. View where I can't see right now.
0: Yeah. Is it just an older brother? Or have you got any other siblings?
1: No, I've got one brother. One brother left. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Um, so what? A, what a weird. Not weird. I suppose at the time it didn't matter. It was just where you where you lived. But what happened after ten? Where did you move then?
1: Um, well, my mum and dad um, kind of split up. Yeah. Well, they did, they divorced um, about 1980, and then um, they told me, uh, "You're going to have two houses now." Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll be living in one and your dad will be living in another one so they both moved to Putney. Wow. um, Which was just up the road Mm. but a little bit more urban than Southfields. Um, So I lived in... um, Closer to the
0: river as well? Near the river yeah
1: you know there was always trains though like going back a little bit Mm -hmm. you know there was always the, the district line run through Southfields it ran through Putney
0: Did you like trains when you were a kid then?
1: That's what, yeah. I mean, the the trains were like on the road. I went to the school, my uh, primary school. Primary school, yeah. And so um, there was always trains going past my friends' houses. If playing in the garden, they'd be like, the Met is going past, you know. And it was, back those days, it was flared. You know, they had the flared districts, the red ones. And uh, then the white ones came in. So, yeah, I've still got... You remember that change then? I remember the red ones and I remember the white ones. Wow. You know, we've got a cine film. Of, of them, think. growing up. Damn. Yeah, me just playing in parks. There's like a red flared train going past.
0: Oh, that's brilliant, man.
1: Um, yeah, so we used to. My dad was into trains. Uh, okay. Cause my, it's weird because I'm here now, but not far away from Old Oak Common, which was is, just um, down the road there. Yeah. Yeah, which my granddad used to work in. He was a train driver. Oh, is it? Yeah, he used to drive Pullmans. Wow. To 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 the to Cornwall and Devon.
2: Fucking hell! Man. And
1: so he was, yeah, GWR. He was driving the steam trains. Yeah. So my dad was influenced by his dad driving the steam.
0: His dad from London, then. So your granddad's London. Obviously yeah, they're from they're from Acton. <coughs> they're so from they're this amazing. area. Amazing. Yeah,
1: and they're like my my. Well, before I was born, they were like they lived in Grove. Okay. So yeah, I could have lived in Grove, but yeah. I didn't quite make it. Yeah. <laughs> just got out. Just I, got given, I got given suburbia, <laughs> which was nice.
0: A subtle entrance into the city. Yeah. Yeah, mistaken.
1: it got it got it got a bit more lively as things went on. Yes. But right. um yeah, so then I went to Putney.
0: And so but you were by then you were like I love trains anyway. I'm telling well, I, I think I was, trains are cool.
1: I, yeah, I used to like, well we used to go and go to the bridge up on Southfields oh, and yeah. just sit over the tunnel mouth and watch them. Wicked. You know, and I used to stand on the, my dad, sit on my dad's shoulders and wave at them. Right. But that, that was long before Obviously. painting. Yeah, but it's Obviously. nuts.
0: It's the seeds, though. It's the seeds. My mum used to bring me to like before I even knew what was going on. I was going to Paddington Station because my mum worked on Edgware Road, so I'd go there after school, primary school. She would pick me up, bring me back to there, and then after work, she'd bring me up to Paddington Station so I could see the trains. Mm. And it all plays a part mm. because when it was when graffiti turned up, and I'm like, oh shit, they're one of these things I really mm. love. Like, mm. oh wow, like the two go together. Mm. you know. It all plays a part, these little gemstones. So what happens in Putney? You get to Putney and you start, I suppose you start secondary school quite soon after.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think they waited until I started secondary. They waited to actually sort of split up yeah. when I went to secondary. Okay, right. Yeah. So it was all just like kind of, 11. I think it was a lot around me convenient like like inconvenient but, yeah. um, they divorced when i was still at primary school yeah so they just hung on um and then uh, I got to the point where um yeah they they they, they said their goodbyes and they um went their separate ways but yeah. um i was still part of their life yeah you know um and yeah my dad lived down near basically he got a house that was right next to the tracks so he chose this run-down old house um in, a, in an area that was pretty run down as well yeah. not like it is now no um but it Different was quite grim you know and quite an, it, quite a good place to explore yeah uh we used to explore i mean i used to go down ones of roundabout and all the disused uh, factories it's, kind of, it's called um point pleasant i think it is yeah it's not pleasant at all mm-hmm. but um it was just it was just like old roads and then just loads of rubble in the middle
0: there used to be so many factories down that way didn't there yeah, I mean, it was all industry, 80s,
1: yeah. it's all clo- it all closed yeah. in the 70s, 80s, probably early 80s. But I used to go down there and explore on my uh, when I was to see my dad. But um, yeah, so my mum lived, you know, sort of mid Putney. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to go between the two and then I started Elliot School. So I started going to secondary school.
0: And then is that where things started to become a bit, is that where you get your freedom? I suppose.
1: No, I never got my freedom. I was I was quite, I was quite sort of... Not smothered, but I wasn't really allowed... To, I wasn't one of these latchkey kids that uh-huh. had their own key that could come and go as they wanted. Okay. That was what I wanted, Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to.
0: That wasn't happening.
1: I wasn't... Yeah, no, I was like, you only cross these roads. You don't... This you know, is your route. This is your route. You come back, you know, like this I'll way. I'll be here. I'll be here waiting for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I was quite... I, was quite, I accepted it, obviously, yeah, of course. at the time. But... It wasn't like, uh, it didn't stay that way because things around me were changing. Yeah. You know, I was getting older. School was starting to kick in. Influenced by older kids seeing things. Uh Um, You know, I mean, in terms of culture, I was starting to see that trickling down. What were you
0: seeing whilst walking around? Like, in terms of culture, were you seeing fashion or music? Fashion at school. Fashion at school? Yeah,
1: fashion. People expressing themselves because we didn't wear uniforms. Okay. So you had, you know, the, you know, when you go to primary, secondary school, it's like you're just around adults. Yeah. They're, like they're very, very cool adults. Yeah. They, you know, you can't imagine actually being their size and being as cool as them in any way. They were bringing their boxes into school. So there was, uh, they were playing, you know, electro, soul, funk. You know there was people with roller skates in school wow so there was a lot of roll. you know guys just roller skating through the corridors <laughs> yeah, you <me> know? <laughs> um you know soul boys stylers you know the whole thing Wicked. you know that's we start seeing the feelers and yeah. all this stuff and yeah, i started looking at logos wow you know and i started um getting into that really trying to be a styler on, on a very limited budget did you get into
0: racking or was no it, it was just about finding it out of budget yeah
1: I was I was just trying to I was I was taking things off one pair of trousers and putting them on another. Wow. you know like Lois cords were big in the 80s yeah. so my brother had some Lois cords so I unpicked the label and I put them on some marks and Spencer's cords. <laughs> <because laughs> that were like threadbare yeah um, you know I was starting to fake the signatures and like you know like rip those crocodiles out the costs and then you know put them on a t-shirt brilliant. Things like that, and people knew I was like. People found out I was doing it. You know, they creased up. But yeah, but it's styling though. Yeah. Then they were like, "Can you do me one?" Yeah. You know, like if I give you this feeler badge, can you sew it onto this top or whatever? Yeah. So I was getting into that, and I was being Riffy. affected by being in a large school with almost two thousand kids. Yeah. Going from a little church school in Southfields. Yeah. It's
0: a loud Putney. Did um the fashion move into music or graffiti? What came?
1: Nah, the fashion the fashion didn't go into graffiti. There was graffiti there though at school. Yeah, and that's when I started seeing it. Yeah.
0: So this was happening in school corridors and stuff like that. School corridors, backs
1: of chairs. Yeah. Um, school desks, etc. Desks, people. There was one boy whose brother could paint a bit, um, or at least he could draw, and he had like one of those army satchels. You know, canvas bags, yeah. and it had something on the front, like said "funky" or something, Riffy. but it just looked bad. Yeah, and I and then I think I got a, I got a bag that's similar. I tried to paint it up, but um, that was later. But first, I just started noticing people writing names and drawing bubbles, and you know, on train on yeah. on, on chairs. And, stuff. and
0: did you find it intriguing then?
1: Yeah, my eye was drawn to it. My eye was drawn to that type of lettering. And and also logos as well. Yeah. So it wasn't there wasn't really <coughs> whatever, really. It was well definitely. it's like
0: we're flooded with all these logos, as you say, you're seeing these feelers and the cost and this and then all of a sudden you see a unique one. In yeah, in school. And it kinda of translates.
1: Yeah. But it's got a story behind it. Yeah. So it's not just like a label. No exactly. Which is yeah. not generic. Yeah. It's like specific to that person. Yeah. Um Yeah. So and that and then and then that does lead on you know that kind of thing where people are making their own marks Mm. and like what does that mean why do they do it and a repetition then you start seeing it in more places
0: when you found out um, the reason you would keep writing your name so first you would see these names right
1: yeah there wasn't many though
0: no a handful yeah and then what did you do like did you just figure out oh look they seem to just be repeating their name everywhere or did you ask questions
1: there was no way there was no way to ask questions so that was just seeing them and then figuring it out yourself just thinking like what what is that you know like a question mark really
0: do you remember seeing the
1: same thing somewhere else
0: yeah i did i did even if it was around the school then you got the picture that oh right they're it's the same thing. Yeah, like,
1: around the school, like you know, like you might <coughs>
0: sit a few chairs. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? The, same, the same thing. Type, yeah. I doodled
1: on the back of the few of them, mm. and um, then you, you know, if it was on a bus or something, I mean, your you'd, mind. <laughs> yeah, you just you just see this same thing on the back seats of the bus. Wicked. But like you think it's the same bus, yeah, and then you'd realize that it was on a different seat this time. So you must be more of them, and then um, yeah, that's kind of. Uh, but early though. Yeah. I mean this is I kind of jumped a bit. So is really. this like
0: 11, 12 years old. These first couple of years in secondary basically is when all this stuff starts to
1: Yeah, no, when I started to actually see stuff it was when I I moved again. Okay. So I, I like my mum moved from Putney uh to Brixton. Oh right. In 84. Mhm. And so yeah, I had I had then I had a difference then
0: And travelling a bit more out of travelling
1: commuting in the mornings to school. Yeah. Um on the on the thirty sevens, taking the buses, and being in Brixton living on living on the front line in wow. the eighties. So that was a that was a big culture shock. And that's when I started seeing more more writing.
0: What was Brixton like then?
1: Brixton was a pretty wild place. Completely different um, to what you'd been through. Completely different. Completely different. Um Yeah, I mean it was my road was it was a lot of squats Uh there was a lot of murals there was a lot of guys there standing around smoking weed um, like cutting sugar cane and stuff like this Uh, rusters dreads dub reggae um, anarchists punks um, a full mix the whole lot Yeah. and lots of yeah, I mean, it wasn't. There was no hint of anything to do with what came later, gentrification. No, it was just strictly. Yeah, like a pretty, pretty wild place yeah. and
0: free. Yeah, and um, yeah, but poor as well. Like to the point of not, not yeah. Like you say, you don't see what's happened to it now. Is that what's happened to it now is so far away from what it was like then?
1: Yeah, it was poor, but it was rich. Yeah, rich you know. with, rich with rich, its people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't really but matter. But the money
0: being spent in the area was tiny. in terms. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah.
1: No, there was, there, was, there was big potholes on my road. Yeah. So like the road, the cars actually physically couldn't go very fast. <laughs> so they would slow right down. Yeah. Especially around the front line. Yeah. And then people would like look in your car, kind of let you go, check you. Apparently the council used to send people to squats if they were homeless. So it was like standard Fuck. policy yeah. to just go, if, you, if you're homeless, then there's a terrace on, on road or Loughborough Park or wherever, Acre Lane in Clapham, wherever it is, um, just, just open up a squat. Jesus. And that was the government line in local authority. Damn. Lambeth and Hackney, definitely. Yeah. Because they were like sister boroughs, yeah. Hackney. Yeah. Hackney had like the worst reputation in Europe. F***ed up been. years been a rundown you know like this is like the pits
0: massive borough as well yeah yeah
1: yeah um but yeah so yeah lambeth and um, brixton were similar yeah in that way they were red they were red um councils yeah so they were they were labor yeah they were, there was a lot of people there they just there was militant block were running the council so they were they were against the local like government yeah so it was like local government against you know
0: Westminster yeah Westminster government yeah
1: but um yeah so yeah I was I grew up and my mum was uh, she was an active person in the political um, you know like in the Socialist Workers Party oh wow um, yeah did so did that instill
0: anything into you it did give you some I mean the first values. time I got
1: like pulled up by police was with my mum yeah 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 so we went on protests together because wow. she was like, I was always with her, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to stop what she was doing, um, so she took me with, with her, and Amazing. so yeah, uh, marches, um, you know, fly posting, putting up, you know, advertisements for the for militant newspapers or something like that, uh-huh. selling newspapers, in the streets, socialist paper, etc. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, she used to actually. Uh, she was given this kind of role of like watching, uh, looking for nuclear trains. Wow, It's weird. But yeah, you'd do your shift on the stations uh, to see if any nuclear trains come through the station.
0: You know, those people used mm. to stand on my bridge next to my mm. estate because the line that ran to Euston, the Watford Euston line, they used to run the train, the nuclear trains on that line, and mm. so he's on the bridge on. Um, Kilburn Priory Road. Mm. There's a bridge, and back in the 80s, there was these big yellow CND mm. like things all over. Mum mm. told me it was because they're bringing mm. these trains through here. They would have done spots. it up to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Exactly. So, but
1: Lambeth was a nuclear-free zone. Was it? So you know, when you go into Lambeth, you start to see this sign. Yeah. Because they wanted to reassure the residents, you know, that this isn't an area where we allow nuclear energy uh-huh. to be passed through on the tracks or the roads. Yeah. And so what you what CND would do is monitor the tracks, monitor the trains to see if in, if they'd flouted there, you yeah.
0: know, yeah, what they're saying exactly, Crazy, man. That must have been nuts to be brought up along that in that. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd eavesdrop
1: on it. I wasn't directly doing it, no. but I'd I'd know my mum was sort of doing something to do with like like being on train stations and watching for like. she was bored out of her head. She's probably yeah. freezing cold, and it didn't last long. But yeah. you know, like um, had a go at it yeah and then did other things yeah we we dropped something around um, the boat race at Cambridge I think the Cambridge Oxford boat race yeah we dropped a banner down the side of the River Thames so that the cameras could pick it up so I was I was um, brought up believing you could change the world amazing by doing things protesting and making actions yeah you know
0: that's dope man yeah real nice bit of um, stuff to be instilled with
1: yeah and that only happened because my mum and dad split up, really. It wouldn't have happened otherwise, no. No, because my mum would have had a different role. Yeah. But she started to find herself yeah. in the politics and in living in Brixton, which was very... cool. seeing poly- what was going on, yeah. Which was a very kind of active area. Mm. There was a lot there if you wanted that. Yeah. You know?
0: You could make it, you could, yeah, get a voice to be heard because there was shit yeah. going on. I mean, yeah. I
1: lived just full, like, you know, one, two, one centre. on road road was like the the place to go for anarchists in in, in London so you had a lot of Italian Spanish French anarchists all using that centre because it had a had a meetings (coughs) there was parties there was a printing press there so the anarchist press was printed downstairs Mm. on their printing machines Um, yeah
0: that's amazing history man Mm. that is dope
1: so those, those printers were printing out newspapers you that's know trying to stir the, stir the people yeah. and get them get a start a out. revolution that's what it was about yeah it was about change it was about and that was what it was about in the 80s
0: lots of it lots of movement everywhere for that. yeah yeah
1: but you know different from now
0: how did it much different well also coming from a much more um, deprived setting the setting of the marches and the the so on now is completely different to what it was back then. The spreading of the message, completely Mm. different. Completely like you say, print a printing press on a fucking street in Brixton. Now it's social media, phones. Meetings. People went to meetings. They went
1: they would go to places. Whereas now people don't go to places as much. But they'd have meetings. It's about people infiltrating the meeting. Yeah. So like with Lamb of Council it was like, Are you press, you can't come in. Yeah. And they had, you know, a strict door policy. Even in the local council, yeah. where you you couldn't just walk in there, right. if you were, you know, you know, you're gonna sort of you're not playing on the same side. Well, times you might be infiltrating <coughs> like the enemy within. Yeah, yeah, thing, exactly. you know
0: what I mean? I'm listening to a podcast actually about the '60s when the um, East and West were divided in Germany. When when that wall went up, and then about these tunnels that were built underneath, mm. it were dug underneath. Amazing. I think I've heard that. It's brilliant. It's on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with all of that stuff of stuff instilled in you, the love for trains and then this, you know, the, the speaking up and making change. People power. people yeah. power. Is, was that all part of your lead into writing? What was it? What, what, in, what introduced you fully to writing and what made you decide, I'm going to go further then? You may have started hitting the tables at school with the buses, but what was the clincher?
1: Um, well you know the the, the thing of well I, it's in Putney that I met it was actually in Putney where I started so it would have been before weirdly before any of that 84 amazing which i actually thinking back to it I mean I don't know exactly but I think I was into it earlier than I expect I thought I did. I was yeah because yeah I, I, I definitely moved to Brixton in 84 so yeah I was breaking in Putney wicked you know um, in fact, that's from me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you could just see it in your face without like, oh, help. The fuck! I just like, you know, the chronology of things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Can you like, hey, what date did I go to that thing? Yeah. And then you can actually find out. And yeah. you think that takes you? You just you have to rearrange your just memory. I did
0: two more years in here somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that yeah. happens. Yeah. How did I experience that? And,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was like, it was like um, at school, there was some boys in the estate down the road from me, and you could see them breaking. Uh, it was on. They actually didn't even have a lino. Okay. They were using pampers, um, (laughs) nappy uh, (laughs) bits of cardboard, all like gaffer taped together. Yeah. And I I didn't really have a lot of friends in Putney. I'd moved from Southfields. Yeah. And my mum was like, why don't you go and like, you know, there's some boys down the road. You know, I was like, I know, I kind of want to meet them, meet with them, like get with them somehow, like get to know them. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the time I was making tapes, Okay. Um, from LWR Radio. at night so I was like it was a Wednesday night hip hop rap uh, show that was like it was, it was a weird time it was like started at half 10, 11 okay. I went till 1 in the morning wow so I was making I was recording tapes of that tapes from LWR wicked um, and that was became my thing which was like you know I go if they got a box I'd like I've got a tape do you want to put the tape in the box and then they like the music yeah and um, because it was pirate you know and it wasn't that kind of same stuff like break dance it was more like deeper electro and stuff uh-huh. different different cuts that westwood was playing those times and and that was it and then um that was my local crew Wicked man. and then that kind of no they were joining up with a larger part of the crew yeah. that i didn't even know about And um, they were called the UXBs, the Unexplained Breakers. And on one Saturday, we went to battle and um, we walked through Putney, walked into this estate called Evenwood. And at the back of Evenwood, there's some garages. And it's a space where there's a lot of graffiti. You know, it was all like um, that kind of shocking or like pop or break graffiti. Yeah, you know, it was all kind of that kind of style but I just was blown away by it.
0: Color. Yeah, it was all done with car paint. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, and then there was a big line, a piece of lino, actual lino, where people were doing some quite good breaking at the time. And that's how I got involved deeper into graffiti.
0: How many people were in
1: that space? There was like, I say there was on that day, there was about maybe, there was about 15, 16, 17 people. There was quite a lot of us, you know, and there was a, so we were affiliated with bigger crew had a great standing and they were linked to another crew called SAS and uh, and that's where I first see graffiti you know and I got involved with that and start well not the graffiti but the breaking yeah so I could I could do a bit of breaking but not much and uh, quickly I think somebody in the crew was like you know you're good at this one move so we can use you for that move when we do battles and that's that and I had I had more in me yeah.
0: you know i can't i can do more than just this one movie yeah, sure. there's something yeah. else there there's
1: something else that i can do surely um so that's 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 how it started like that's when i moved into to drawing yeah like because i was seeing the stuff on the walls
0: was that the first type of wall painting you'd seen like past tagging no
1: i'd seen i'd seen pieces around london yeah like small things um you know like yeah like the Shades thing up in Camden. Yeah. I think I'd seen that. With it. There was a There was uh, a piece by, I think it was maybe Scribbler uh-huh. down in Bromley. Yeah. There was things that I'd seen in magazines from the Trailblazers. You know, it, it was whatever little scraps of information you could find yeah. that the, seemed to link things together, but it wasn't clear. Yeah. At first, it was just stylized writing, and then that linked to more embellished writing. And then, you know, the piece. Yeah. But
0: this was before Subway Art. Did you see? So yeah, this is what to say. So this was before Subway Art. This was before it became even on telly, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was before on television. But you did start seeing bits on television yeah. as well.
0: So seeing that graffiti in that car park in that estate, that was the first. That, that's when you thought, all right, cool. If I can't add more into this breakdancing circle, I'll, put, I'll I'll start on this graphing because that's really appealing.
1: Yeah, but I was always I was always. Um, drawn to her, anything to do with visual stuff
0: yeah since the yeah, hence the clothing
1: yeah exactly yeah so it yeah sense. logos you know the feeler logo so yeah that was in that was and, and the other thing that really influenced me was my brother's records okay so album art what progr- was he into? progressive rock progressive rock but it was all this kind of alien terrains and like mythic landscapes and pretty far out typography yeah. and illustrative lettering. So that was the most far out thing that I'd, I'd seen for the first 10 years of my life. And I was glued, glued to that, Yeah, amazing. you know, I mean, that's what I started tracing.
0: That's a treat, to, to go up seeing that stuff is a treat, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was he was bringing something to the house that was alien. Yeah. Um, the artist, Roger Dean, was the guy that did it, most of it.
0: Yeah, I think I know that name.
1: Yeah. I'm still influenced by him. I still look at his stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's in my, it's in my style.
0: So, without worrying about dates too much. Yeah. The, uh, when did you first do something that represented that crew on a wall?
1: I started, the first thing I, I remember, the first thing I, I think I remember, no, the first thing I did was on my street. Yeah? Yeah, with, yeah. One, with one color. It was like a black.
0: In Brixton or Putney? Putney,
1: Putney. yeah. So it must have been either eighty-three or early eighty-four. Wow. Now, yeah, I've had to review everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, and What
0: uh, what was the painting?
1: The painting I did. I remember the painting that I did. It was. I did two. I did one on a white wall that was belonged to, BM, it was a BMW showrooms Okay. and I used this opportunity and I still remember it to paint it and I'd gone to what, what, what was then called the bass clef in Hoxton mm-hmm. with my mum and a friend and she'd gone for some sort of like Cuban night or something and I was a kid, I wasn't even allowed in the club Yeah. but I was just, I was under the tables, <laughs> like, that's what I used to do, I used to just find some space where I could just be, like, watching.
0: Comfortable, sad. Comfortable, waiting, that, yeah. watching
1: adults <clears throat> do their thing.
0: Yeah, just wait.
1: If it was clothes shopping, it was like I'd go under the rails, under the dresses, mm. and I would find some backspace, some storeroom. and I, So there was always that thing of, like, looking for my own place amongst being with my mum. And my dad was pretty... He, he, like, let me go and do what I wanted. He uh-huh. was much more relaxed.
0: But mum had you about...
1: Yeah, my mum had quite a tight rein on me, mm. really. Uh, whereas my dad didn't. So yeah, um what, I, what were you we talking the about? Is. The painting. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the beer, oh that was you. it. We went we came back and I mum I think they were like there was some drink being, in, you know, they'd been drinking, so they were a little bit drunk, my mum and her friend. And I I think I'd, I I I first like nicking cans out of people's garden sheds stuff like that, yeah. like, you know, I'll come and look at my shed, I'll, I can see a couple of old Holtz cans, <laughs> you know, and I would just take them, yeah. you know, as many as I could before they got noticed, <laughs> and um, that's what I had, and I thought, this is the opportunity, it's late at night, I wouldn't normally be out. Mum's a bit drunk. My mum's a bit drunk, she's like, well, she's definitely drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and so the, I thought, now's my opportunity, so I went down the road painted just the outline of a piece it wasn't filled in i didn't have that kind of paint or time yeah and it said wildstar wow yeah long word
0: to write man
1: yeah 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 it was quite a long word. (coughs) yeah it was in that sort of bone lettering you know like where it all kind of concaves yeah 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 like that um and then the next day like some guys saw it he goes oh you know we know who owns that they're like fuming and like tried to heat me up a little bit but i was like i just rode it and it was fine wicked and then i did another piece on their estate as well like on this kind of light brick building and yeah that was it and then i started painting for the crew
0: and then you were like yeah this is what i do
1: yeah i started i needed to get paint but i started doing outlines with just with no filling yeah i didn't have to fill paint so yeah it was it was just going around around Partney, going to sort of cash car workshops asking the guys for paint, have you got a bit of paint?
0: Spare paint, spare paint. Yeah, yeah.
1: asking, begging for paint yeah. before shock, Before the idea of stealing.
0: Well, that's it. At that point, I suppose you're wondering where do I get all this paint? I've, I've done all the sheds mm. that I know. Where else do I get paint from? Oh, car, car places where they it. Yeah, use you can it. smell it. Yeah, so exactly. you go yeah. the street and oh, smell spray there.
1: paint. And so you have to ask. Yeah. And then, and then you know, there's a, there is a point where you start to realise that you do need to start stealing, but you kind of don't want to.
0: It also comes with a bit of age as well. yeah. But yeah, you, yeah,
1: you've got to steal, and it's not something you really want to do.
0: I was stealing before I was a writer, so I was very okay. comfortable when that. Yeah. When I when the two when those two bits clicked for me, I was like, "Oh right, I, yeah, no worries, I'm, I'm on that already. I've got that." Mm. <laughs> mm. But no, nice.
1: No, so that's how it happened, and then and then I started just trying to get get with the crew. So I was putting up names of writers, or people, uh, breakers in the crew, and trying to just like charm them really yeah. trying to be down yeah get your stripes yeah, yeah 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 it worked my way into sort of this group of guys who I thought was quite cool yeah you know peers um, yeah peers that's yeah. it and then um, there was, some of them were happy some of them were like what the fuck you putting my name up for it's like you know why do you that? do that why are you doing that yeah but then it started going on to jean jackets like I can see you can do stuff so then it was like okay can you do my jean jacket um and I had books then. I was going, you know, it was about drawing in books, like black books. And no, no, really, that was the main thing.
0: Did you meet other writers around that time then, to know um, about black books? Well, it wasn't a black called a black book then. No, it was just a book. Yeah, just a, you know, it wasn't a sketch, even a black book. It no. was a sketchbook. Yeah. That whatever that was as well. It could have had a fucking cardboard or, or hardback or a bit of paper on the front. Well, mine was a
1: spiral-bound...
0: Spiral-bound, A spiral-bound
1: book, you Classics. know. Classics. <laughs> that opened sideways. Like, it had a more horizontal...
0: Yeah, so landscape. ...format,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and there was a guy in my school, a couple of guys who were interested, and they had books, and we used to bring the books into school. Brilliant. And um, we'd spend a few nights, you know, with our poscas or... We I was using a lot of like rotorings of Faber-Castell Lovely. technical pens yeah, and starting to do more complex outlines on paper and then kind of going to school and having enough, like, a small sort of like not a battle but yeah, yeah. show me your outline okay yeah. I've done this outline you know when's it going to be ready I want to see it and that guy was the one, the person that I set up my first crew with my like, first was that? bus ITC wicked yeah so he was the first person that um, kind of initiated the crew with me ITC
0: was he down with the breakers as well was it no he wasn't into breaking crew, yeah.
1: he was an art he was much more artistic Wicked. he spent a long time um, on his books and he were, they were quite they were immaculate amazing you know he spent a lot of time and made real decent like two page pieces yeah. covering the f- whole thing the characters and background and colour colour all like mainly paint pens yeah and it just went like that. And then in the end, I filled that book up, and then I went to a next book, and then I stuck the book together. And then I went on to a third book, and I, I glued them all together. So, you so had there three were three books, books together. three spiral bound books all wow. glued together. And they came with me to school, and they came out of me when I'd started doing my first pieces. Wow. And I, I used the opportunity of staying with my dad to do my first pieces because he didn't mind. He liked my pieces. The he freedom had, was there. Yeah, he had them on the walls. So, you know, my front room was covered in pieces.
0: me from the books. Spare the pages books, from the bits books. Bits of paper.
1: Yeah. More paper that I'd drawn on. Yeah. He liked it. So it was all stuck. I had all my pieces stuck around the room. And what were these words? Were they I was all just putting, different words or? Yeah, I was just, I mean, I was trying to pull words out of things I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of it was influenced by my mum. Mm-hmm. Some of it was influenced by music like lyrics yeah it was a lot of it was trying to sort of like um i guess you know in a way trying to get some sort of like recognition from my parents yeah that i kind of was down with what they're interested in yeah so a lot of it, in my sense of my mum's sense, it was political so some of it was like that you know or i just do somebody's name but i knew yeah or even my dog's name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was whatever. It didn't really matter.
0: At the time it wasn't about a tag. It was just about a no, style just, and a, yeah. an effort and the thing you were doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was whatever. Whatever. It didn't really matter. Any opportunity to write anything. Yeah. It didn't even have to say anything.
0: When did, um, when was that crossover then? When did it get to that point where you and Bus started using a name?
1: And that, like, like the, the, the name Intercrime? Yeah well we didn't it was a theory really it wasn't really we didn't actually practice writing it together uh-huh. but we said like let's club together and start a crew and we started the crew It called intercrime but it hadn't really found its feet you know it hadn't it didn't it didn't translate into action okay it was just you know this
0: is kind of what you do yeah i remember those days yeah i did it in my days yeah yeah those days uh, yeah i know exactly what you mean
1: yeah so i was in the uxbs yeah. which were unexplained breakers yeah. that was the breaking thing yeah but it was more to me than breaking because i wasn't really a hot breaker. so yeah. i just thought you know all right we're gonna have a graffiti side to this which is itc and yeah. um, and then um so i gained my third crew member for itc through breaking as well through mm-hmm. one of the breakers that was there yeah and that was rev wow and he, he used to go to a sort of community center um you know weeknights um and there was kids playing snooker and yeah you club. know yeah, you, uh, yeah exactly and um you know he kind of looked me up and down like who are you kind of thing like did that kind of yeah. posturing and yeah we got to know each other wicked and um he he was writing he, we I went back to his house and he was writing do it mean <laughs> Do it mean. Do it mean. Yeah. And he just had loads of A4 paper with just do it mean, do it mean, do it mean. I've
0: just had the maddest fucking deja vu. Yeah. I've seen this. Really? Yeah. What, Promise duet? you. Do it. What you just said, mm. do it mean. Mm. And the way you just. That was nuts. But I don't know who said it to me in the. Mm. when That's, I was, good. That's a good sign though. Damn.
1: Because even if you don't remember it, I've implanted a memory that you think you have. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, interesting. Yeah.
1: I've had the same thing with the, the dates, with the chronology. Yeah. I'm quite thrown by it. I should have come here more prepared. No, no, this is, <laughs> this is good. This, the
0: finding is great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, um... Okay, so you, you got Rev and you got Bus. I got Rev and I got Bus. So what's your name?
1: I wasn't writing... Yeah, I was writing... I, but my first tag came... Um, it, it came the day that I received Subway Art. That's the first tag I, I really Who had. Who gave
0: you that? I chose it. You chose it as a present?
1: Uh, oh Well, I got the book from my mum because, uh-huh. you know, my mum gave me the book and like... She oh, so, I mean,
0: how, how did you get the book? Was it a present?
1: It was a present. It yeah, was yeah. Christmas. Right, present. yeah, cool. But, you know, running up to Christmas, it was already around. Okay. So there were kids coming into school with You'd it. You'd seen it. And they were trying to show it to me. Yeah. Um, like new pages that I'd never seen because there's a lot of I hadn't seen, but I'd seen some of the key pieces. Yeah. Um, mainly because it was advertising one of the Sunday Times supplements. Was it? Yeah, long before it came out, like eight months before it came out. Wow, that I was love what I had. To see that. I I don't have it anymore, but I had the scene pieces and the Hand of Doom, and it was a lot of scene stuff in there. But it was about, there was a layout of about. It wasn't even a double page spread. I don't think. I think well, it was it just, just been single or, single page. Or call, yeah, about a book, page. you know, yeah. coming out, and yeah. it was long before it came out, and wow. I had that. I had that as my go-to, but yeah. I, I just didn't know that, I couldn't believe that was actually painted on a chain. You know, I knew it. They'd, they'd said that, yeah. but I, didn't, I couldn't, that didn't how? equate to me. Yeah. Like, it didn't equate. In what manner, actually, yeah.
0: how are they allowed, what is this thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So when I, when I first saw the, when I started seeing it coming into school, I, I actually started covering my eyes.
0: Um, you didn't want to see it? I didn't want to see it. You were waiting?
1: I was waiting, That's yeah. Amazing. I knew something was building. And I was waiting for this explosion, but that, that it was you know usually on present with, when you need get a Christmas present you want to open it before you get it like yeah. this particular present I was like no I want to wait until that moment when I actually unwrap it yeah. and that's the beginning
0: that's the know? start but it had already started quite um, your your respect for it uh, f- for graffiti um, you kind of held it. You kind of you looked after it like you were being very careful and fragile with this thing you'd found and you knew that this book was coming mm. which was going to explain a hell of a lot more and you wanted to be birthed into it mm. in a real initiated, initiated no. in a real yeah. pure way not by just getting a, a quick two second look in mm. between classes or mm. a flick through pages you mm. wanted it to be fresh it's quite a respectful mm. manner do you know what I mean mm. Right. I presume I would have probably done opposite to you. I would have been over the shoulders constantly until I managed mm. to rack that book up or get a present, get it as a present.
1: I wanted, to, I wanted to look at it in my own space. I love that. So that getting it flashed to me yeah. would have given me the time to no. spend with that page yeah. and that piece you wanted to fully to appreciate and absorb it. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be, it wasn't something that I wanted flashed about.
0: Yeah. That, um, just that What you just said about how you received that book and taking it in, I think reflects a lot on the person I know you for as well. Mm. I know I don't know you well at all, Mm. but I mean, in terms of the myth and the legend of who you are, Mm. that type of sensibility Mm. about the culture, I think that that to me makes sense anyway.
1: Yeah, well, it's...
0: So look, you get the book...
1: No, yeah, I get the book. Um, that's that's kind of all I got that Christmas. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Which was great because it, you know, it was cheap. And we didn't, I remember mean, my mum didn't have a lot of money that Christmas. She was like, oh, what do you want? I want a book. And that was it. She got me some pens and a drawing book as well. Wicked. And then, um, I spent the whole Christmas day drawing. Lovely, man. And Scrooge was on television. Cause, you know, Classic. Yeah, and I just
0: thought, I'll
1: have that. That's the name. So I just started writing Scrooge. Same spelt
0: the same way, all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it didn't. The other spelling is just embarrassing. I started spelling with a U, which (laughs) doesn't actually phonetically make any sense. (laughs) Scrooge. But it it kind of went to Scrooge. and I mean, I was looking at tags around. Solo was one, Uh the original Solo, um, who was using lines going through the tag, um, through the O's. So the O's weren't complete circles. They had, part of it was open on the left-hand side. Okay. And it had this kind of like line connecting it the pit, through the tag wow and i loved it and so i started to do that and so yeah
0: picking up style yeah
1: picking up styles from 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 early just observations really
0: did you bus and rev go out together at all or was it not, uh no first i first i scene? just
1: went out with bus you know yeah the first time i went was with bus it
0: was with bus yeah
1: yeah um, and then I did. I tried to go with him again, but he he physically wasn't very good at climbing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Then I, yeah. We went we went to Parsons. We went to um the district end of Parsons, and we just walked off the platform. But you know, again, it was like, you know, on a Sunday night when I was taking my dad's, when I had that that room yeah. to do things.
0: Was this went on the layup at Parsons? Yeah, the layup. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, we, he came over, and then, you know, he he asked us where we were going. I we told him, and he said, "I don't think you should be doing that." You know, there's live rails and things; it's dangerous. But we were like, "No, that's fine." We kind of got it.
0: We know what we're doing. We know
1: what we're doing. It's not like we got across many tracks, and that's what we did. We painted. Wow. And um, I did, um, yeah. And uh, at that point, I wasn't writing Scrooge.
0: I moved on. Was that one of your first train paintings in?
1: that was the very first time Very first time yeah but I really hadn't seen much before that I mean
0: mean, it's still very early as well in the scene I can't imagine you would have seen many trains
1: there was trains but they were very they weren't I'd never seen any live paint on trains there was some stains of some poster marker tags by Trex um, and that was it really and the odd I don't even think I'd seen a demo yet you know it was just local sit going through Parsons really uh, going to see my gran I'd see sometimes a tag no. on a train on the outside but yeah. they weren't even paint it was just poster markers or whatever.
0: How did um, how did school finish up? Did you finish up well? Were you did education work for you?
1: No I mean when I moved to Brixton I it was a long way to commute and I'd already started getting into writing so you know I just started to fall away from school right Uh, I lost interest
0: those last couple of years
1: yeah a fourth year yeah I think I lost interest and I was still pretending to go to school Uh Um, but I was bunking off by that point okay and um, getting into bombing buses Mm. you know how it started
0: did the um, so then the following years after school graffiti drenched after school yeah when school was done before school like I was bringing pieces into school yeah but I mean when school was done and you were out fourth year onwards yeah did it just literally become an everyday yeah I mean I came to school thing. and
1: the pe- teachers thought I'd left right yeah they'd just sit me in the corner with a piece of paper to draw on yeah like the coursework was I, I hadn't you were miles away I hadn't you. done the coursework so yeah. I wasn't going to get the exam no I went to the exams and I just scrolled all over the right, over the paper <laughs> so I never got one GCSE yeah. I didn't want a GCSE I wasn't interested um you know, I you know I kind of set myself up at that point. You know, it was quite an important point.
0: What you were doing,
1: yeah. Important that I I'd left, I'd strayed from the the group. Yeah. You know the school. Yeah. And all of the stuff that they told me. Yeah. I decided to take a different route, and it was like I'd already gone too far to really do much about it. Yeah. And I, it was, I just hadn't yeah. attended school enough. Um. So yeah, I was um, I was going into school, but just as a sort of like. I should be here mm. you know I should be coming here so I maybe I should go today but yeah. I didn't even know what lesson was when
0: what was the point in I'd lost well? my rotor, yeah so I was walking
1: in <laughs> in the middle of an English lesson halfway through because I didn't even know which time the, 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 the
0: lesson started <laughs> what room it was in etc and they
1: were like oh I thought you'd left <laughs> and then they, they called me up one day and just said you, you've got a meeting with the headmaster or whatever school year head," and they're uh, just like you know your attendance is really bad you know, would you sign this piece of paper to basically be let go? Wow. And I was like, yeah. I just wrote my signature. I'm out. You know, and I just left. I never went back. Uh, Unless I just wanted to go meet people at the school gates. But I was gone. I wasn't bad for their statistics anymore. And um, not that that was that important in those days, but I just think that, yeah, it was just like, he's not interested, let him go. Just fair enough. Yeah. And I, at that point, yeah, I was um, I was starting to bomb, and, and doing pieces in my local area, um, and starting to to learn to shoplift.
0: Did um the, did knowing that you could be creative in that sense? i suppose you don't think of being creative at that age in those early years, but it's enough by doing that by bombing and starting to piece it's crazy how much that feeds you to let you know it's okay to continue it doesn't look like that from the outside parents are freaking out and the fuck is he mm. doing what's going on but it's nuts how much it feeds you literally mm. like every day it's a a constant yeah Yeah. when did you so after school school's done and you're out there and living the graffiti lifestyle yeah when did uh, when did it become apparent you wanted to get bigger and bigger with it, or better? When did you know, or did you always know you were gonna stick with it?
1: Um, like, I, I mean, I've read this book called, like, It's Getting Up, yeah. at the Lee Quinno's exhibition in Riverside Studios out at the bookshop.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I read that book, I think it was before Subway Art came out. Wow. Or it was about that time.
0: The blue and red, the silver and blue cover. Yeah. With the red, yeah,
1: yeah it, was a, it was like a great compliment yeah, I've got to, that book. to Subway Art. Yeah.
0: And there was a page
1: in there that said, talked about the average age of a writer, and um, they, they mentioned the word, the age, uh, I think it was 16 or 17, and I was 15, uh-huh. and I got this suddenly this kind of grip of like, does that mean that after 16 I won't be doing this? Um, because I was so naive, I yeah. just didn't believe That's that. That's what I, I mean. Yeah. yeah, very naive. Like, yeah. oh, does this stop? Does yeah. this feeling stop yeah. after that age? And it's like, or does this compulsion stop? Or does yeah. this passion
0: stop? Or does adulthood kick yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. This this oh.
1: thing called adulthood that I've been that's been swinging in front of me. Yeah. You know, and I've been told that I'm gonna get to, and yeah. I'll be fine when I get there, but. <laughs> you know you're just gonna have to bear with it um but i i resented that yeah i resent the fact i wasn't accepted for who i was right now uh-huh. right at that point in time i didn't resent it you know i wasn't fuming but i was no. definitely like it's part of why i think i rebelled for quite a long time what, i'm
0: gonna be this person i'm gonna be i'm gonna me. be me yeah i'm
1: gonna be the person that i choose to be and you have to lump it and it doesn't i don't i'm not gonna do it on your time i'll do it on my own time yeah
0: and you weren't abusive about it I can't imagine no, I you're not abusive. an abusive guy but you were just this is my point this is what I'm doing this is
1: yeah yeah I mean but to the parents it isn't It isn't great you know? no
0: it's pure fear I'm a dad I look mm. at my son and he's the most carefree kid mm. and believe me I love that but at the mm. same time I panic mm. daily about his actions the same mm. as you, you know, mm. I mean you know that feeling the parents it's a, a mm. mad place to be <laughs> yeah but so, I, had a,
1: I had a lot of mixed messages yeah so I, yes, was, I was very am, a lot of ambiguity mm. about how one minute this is what it means to be an adult mm. next minute you can do this it was to me my upbringing I was full of these kind of ambiguities.
0: Parents are so confused
1: yeah, and they were trying to sort out their shit yeah exactly you know, and they're still trying to let like deal with growing up themselves and maturing and yeah. not wanting to as well yeah and wanting to live through me somehow so yeah, I hear that. And being proud of me well, yeah. my mum was proud of the fact that i painted yeah and my dad was proud of the fact that i painted but at the same time they hated the fact that police came yeah and they didn't want that but they they didn't mind me painting
0: and they just but they wanted to know you were okay they loved the yeah. paint, but you
1: there was no problem there was no issue about the train tracks there was no, no like i mean you made little, that clear no they just never really worried about me on the tracks yeah. like that He's i got, got this yeah yeah they, they seemed to have confidence that i was all right on the tracks but when it came to the police calling, ringing, um, them having to go to police stations with me, they weren't happy about
0: that. What were those... So apart from you being you, was there, what was the biggest point of continuing to write? Had you seen a bigger scene? Did you met more people? So say like 16, 17 now.
1: Mm. Well, 17, I was a lot later. So yeah. i say 15, 16.
0: Is when you start to meet and...
1: Yeah, yeah, like in... You know, I was going between two houses, mm-hmm. so I had like my mum's house in Putney, yeah. no, my dad's Brixton. house in Putney, yeah. which was next to the Met, the district. Um, and then I had my mum's house in Brixton. So, the beginning of, and I still can't really work out how this happened. Yeah. But I, I had done a bit of stuff in Putney. I hadn't started painting trains. I'd started bombing buses. The 37s which went from Putney to brixton and then i i ended up because i was staying in brixton i started going into the northern underground and that's where i really started bombing and seeing bombing
0: on the underground
1: on the underground on the northern yeah. between you know stockwell well elephant and south wimbledon yeah. backwards and forwards seeing that getting caked um in, in, in you know
0: and these are wooden floors Grey grey trains.
1: This is when smoking was still around on the underground. It's before the King's Cross fire. Yeah. Before the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. So you know, it's a different time. Before CCTV Yeah. Before yeah, I mean there was there was cameras on South Wimbledon, these big chunky things. Yeah. But they never had cameras anywhere. Mm. So you could just cross tracks and do what you wanted. You know, we were we were doing
0: that kind of thing. Who were you seeing up on the lines, do you remember? Huh? Who you were seeing up on those lines.
1: When I first came onto the loans uh, you know that's when I first started hearing about these these kings, you know, and people were saying he's a king da 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 and i and I had pretty much missed that I mean I was seeing the trail end of people's careers at that point, right which people like crash yeah supreme team yeah um, you know like, and I was still seeing their tags, but they were pretty much moved off yeah um, but yeah, I was seeing you know um, you know, like North north South South North Northern line writers in the southbound section. Um, well Prime was one, Crime, Hang seventy one, Devil, yeah. Crash, um, you know, COP two oh five, sham when he was writing Dead, uh Too Hot, Uno Rocks, um loads of killer names names. do you know what I mean amazing names um, there were so many writers yeah and then you you go up and come out of Elephant Castle and you see the buses the bombed the bombed up buses at Elephant so many yeah and that was that was awesome you know like because I'd never seen buses that bombed but the Northern Line kind of you you kind of came up for air at Elephant like Uh you do a lot of work bombing going back to Forwards and then you sort of get up to the Elephant and then it was like that's when the Northern sort of that part of the northern stops Uh and it's like let's go up for air you know and then you go out and then you see all of the southeast buses and they were they were fucked they were fucked and that's you know the giants southeast vandals Uh, i think it was you know tough
0: arts must have been so fucking fun
1: it was and the the subways at elephant were absolutely fucked yeah you know it's the first time i see form london giants down there yeah, yeah, I never, I never approached him, but I was told that's form, <laughs> and uh, I just watched him, you know. And he had some kind of aura around him, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know, it was like, yeah, he was just some somebody else, like some sort of king, you know. And uh, he didn't really, he didn't really bomb the actual. He did go down, down into the on the lines, but he was, yeah. I didn't really see him a lot. Um, but yeah, there was there were so many writers down there. Yeah, there were so many, and it was writers' bench at Tooting back. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was crossed out down there. I got started to get crossed out. So um, that's kind of made me. That kind of helped me become bigger in a way.
0: So that's it. It was the uh, you got yourself in. You're seeing the end of a wave, but there's still writers out there. It wasn't
1: like there were still writers. It was really like they were the, 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 the beginning. Yeah. you know, like crash was the beginning.
0: Was the start. And those
1: guys were the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, like there's another writer, Dread. Mm-hmm. Um that I used to see. And sh- and I think it was Shades as well. Was up. But they were like Scribbler. Yeah. I, there was a Scribbler tag on the Northern. Yeah. Yeah. I did see one. And again, you know, cuz of cuz of Covent Garden.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, of course.
1: That was, you know, I I'd, I'd already been up there yeah. and seen that. So yeah obviously he was a you know, considered
0: royalty yeah. at that point so by the time you're so you, you get you know the writers bench of Beck, as you say and then you know getting lined and experiencing a, a bit of a different side of the culture maybe finding space I suppose becomes prevalent when you start getting lined you need to yeah. be a bit more strategic
1: yeah like the um, yeah I was crossed out ragged by um, a few people Mm -hmm. But it it kind of started with something that happened from the other side of London. Right. With a guy called Smack 2, who was actually down with the Custom Boys. Uh And Custom Boys were quite an early crew. And uh, they were my peers. Were they from
0: West? I mean, sorry, Deep East, sorry. Yeah, but they
1: they kind of mixed with this guy in (coughs) GSZ Gangsters. Uh And uh, Smack 2 was like, you know, I looked up to him. And um, he didn't look up to me. And then it kind of went over to the Northern because he also used to move that side because he was Junction. Okay. And then um, other people were like, you know, because the way I was writing my tag was very unstylish. Okay. It was very annoying probably to people because I just used to just repeat bomb. You know, like just do lots of tags. Yeah. And do a
0: lot of them. In one spot? Yeah,
1: in one area, but the whole part of that northern. Yeah. Just bombing. But it wasn't, I had no flair to my tag. And I just, it looked toy. So people were like, who's this guy? It's a weird name. It doesn't really add up. Uh, it doesn't look very good. Very naive looking. And it started to get crossed out. And that was good for me. Yeah. Because, yeah, it did make me want to move to new places. And the guy that I was riding with definitely didn't want to be part of that. Yeah, so we started to, like, move out. Uh, move up the northern. Move over to the Bakerloo.
0: Yeah. Go to the other side of the river.
1: Yeah, starting to see, see people that are consistently up in more places. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, not a lot, actually. But, you know, you go to the t- over to the north, to Bay and it was Fury and it was Time. You know, you, and then you'd see the, mainly the Primes and Hang and Crime. They'd, they'd done the driver's thing where they'd just popped out the driver's door in the middle of the train and gone all the way up the line. And that was right to the top. Uno was up as well. Yeah. He was crossed out more than me. He was obliterated all city from what I could see. Yeah. I wasn't all city, but he he had it bad. He got treated like me in a way.
0: Because (laughs) of the tag style or
1: I don't know why that happened, but he was just viciously crossed out. Viciously. And people wouldn't even like do their tag next to it. Like they'd go and go up the top of the northern to cross his tag out.
0: And then head back.
1: And come back. And he wouldn't even put their own tag up. And I didn't want that happen to me. Uh, but, yeah, I was crossed out by different pens. Well, just one. just a bl- You couldn't even see my tag. It wasn't even, like, one line. It was just like this. <laughs> I'm going to have a go. I'm going
0: to a yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, it was a
1: thing, you know, to yeah, cross yeah. out fuel. Yeah. That's and what were you people... writing that by then?
2: Yeah, yeah, on the
1: Northern. I didn't write anything else, really. Okay. I mean, I did write. I did get caught, like, writing a tag.
0: Uh-huh.
1: When I was writing Scrooge, or I think it was Reality was my next tag. Okay. I got, I got bagged straight away. Writing that. On a Jubilee. Ouch. By a guard. And that's when I saw, saw my first train. Because I went to the BTP offices. And they showed me
0: pieces. Neesden <coughs> or?
1: No, I went to Baker Street. Baker Street, yeah. I was, I was actually bombing the stop before Baker Street. <laughs> and I didn't even know about yeah. nothing to Baker Street, but the guard just didn't open the doors. And he called ahead. Oh, and there's shit. a BTP waiting for me. And they took me upstairs and they goes, what do you think of this? And they had a blown up photograph of a Big Met with oh, like hip hop break you know that kind of thing yeah. you can tell it was done by kids because the panels they hadn't really got above halfway up the panel yes yeah,
0: so half a window down yeah, yeah. so they
1: were I do why they were showing me graffiti but they were really inspiring me these, these wow. pieces, by showing me early train piece it wasn't a piece as such
0: god man I can't wait for that shit to be you know shown.
1: yeah it wasn't even it was just break it was it was Breakdance-inspired yeah. graffiti. Yeah.
0: So with the fuel tag getting lined, you didn't decide to change it though. You just no, I was you stuck. Just thought, I've I got to put More into it.
1: I like the name. By that point, that's who I became. Yeah. So I was already that person. So I was like, I'm not going to back out. Um, I started um, moving around a bit. But I started doing, using looking for different parts of the system uh-huh. to find different things. You know, um, to paint places to to explore
0: and to leave the name
1: and to leave a name mm-hmm. but you know it was that it was probably that was 86 Fucking hell. you know and then um that's when you know it's probably like the spring of 86 when um we started seeing on the met we kind of going across the district so i'm going between the northern going between the northern yeah and then i'm going to my dad's house and i'm seeing white trains you know and then I start to see the appearance of names on those trains and that's like okay right so where do I want to be do I want to keep going around getting like you know covered in bogeys and like you know like getting my hair like covered in spray paint and stuff or do I want to be outside where I can see these trains yeah um but it wasn't a conscious thing you like that it was more like I saw those names
0: and that's where you had to head
1: yeah that's when i i did move away from the northern yeah like because it wasn't enough there and it wasn't really you know i, I did i did do some outsides in the northern
0: well yeah and you'd experience that world and you'd realized this isn't where it's going to fit in you played it you took part in it you rode it you hit it you put years into it as well it sounds yeah like, two or three years but it didn't, yeah. wasn't answering the same way walking into that estate and seeing the lino but actually it was a graffiti do mm. you know what I mean it was there was something else more than that court there was painting and then more than the northern line there was these fucking beautiful mm. white tubes coming in with names on them mm. so you were just seeing more you knew you could offer more you were looking for more yeah yeah that's it yeah and so seeing these districts and mets and yeah yeah there's
1: something else you see these names crossing as well certain names are crossing from the northern certain Mm -hmm. names are staying on the northern and there's others that seem to be in places that we're finding in another part of London and that was good you know like uh, I'm on the right scent yeah there's certain names yeah you know these names are telling me that I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing yeah you know I'm starting to see giants tags next to Gloucester Road sidings brilliant you know
0: I'm seeing prime tags um oh the classic prime in the with the face of the tunnel in Farringdon the left hand tunnel coming out of the station mm. out of Farringdon and the, the, as you're going towards the left and there was the arch and there was the classic mm. prime mm. yeah
1: it's the classic prime classic it's the old classic prime yeah like he was around the other, my house the other night and we were doing prime I was like but it's still you're putting too much into those letters it was the way it was before <laughs> it was perfect beautiful <laughs> um,
0: <coughs> sorry to so
1: there. no the first tags I saw were the I like to get this down. Um, is Judge a nice three hmm. on on the on the little Mets in, running to Wimbledon from Medway Road? So that was the first tags I see live on the trains, and um, so by that point that was me, I me Rev, and Bus, and yeah, I think it was it must have been the spring of '86, and that was when I I sort of uh, went to see Rev, and he was like. I still kind of remember it yeah being with him and him saying that um you know if they can do it we can do it kind of thing yeah look at them we've got to go and get ours and, and you
0: felt that already you felt the same he just said it i it felt like, it yeah, but i yeah. didn't
1: know how to get onto the outside of trains at that point okay i still never got onto the outsides mm-hmm. of a train really you know um and but it's muddled because you know. Wait, it's so hard. To it's it's hard to say,
0: but of course it is. You know. So that conversation was like, "All right, we're on this."
1: I, 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 I you know, I probably started piecing around that time, mm-hmm. but I was piecing the districts. You know, not the Mets. Yeah. I didn't have runners.
0: They didn't have runners.
1: No, I didn't have any runners. Okay. But I do remember that. Yeah, I, I did start painting. The districts.
0: And then what happened with Rev?
1: Well, Rev, Rev was like a, a wild card,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he was volatile and he had a lot of energy, he wasn't a pizza, he was a bomber, mm-hmm. and um, we bombed a lot together, bomb buses, bombed the Northern, was out clubbing, doing all that kind of stuff. So we were like already kind of pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll go back, I go, to, it's kind of in, like, aside from Rev, I was, I was beginning to paint but I was doing it on my own, okay. Um, and I had, you know, probably like I'd built up a few photos of pieces of my own on yeah. trains, um, but just districts. They didn't run, and I had some really bad photographs of them. But they were proof. Yeah, you're doing it. Um, yeah. So I was, um, I, I was, I was staying at my dad's house, putting the alarm clock on. For, you know, one thirty in the morning, yeah. one o'clock in the morning, waking up and getting dressed, and he wouldn't be in the house. He'd be next door with his partner because she moved. She moved next door. I oh, went and so I kind of was able to like move freely, move a bit freely if he wasn't in the house. Yeah, and I started taking his bike at night and cycling through the streets of Fulham. Um, to Elbrook Common next to the districts, leaving his bike in the bushes and climbing over into the yard and doing my first pieces. And they, they were under, actually, the canopy of a tree because there was a tree that used to bend from one of the adjacent gardens mm-hmm. and they never cut it. Like, Beautiful. And it, and, it, and it had that feeling, you know, like
0: it's a bit like- meant to be here. Huh? I'm meant to be here.
1: I see it more like it, it kinda of linked to my past in that way. Because oh, nice. it was all about making a den. All about the kind of the the, 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 the gardens and the, the sort of like wild spaces. Yeah yeah in, yeah. in I that. you were finding
0: up. spots in the warehouse areas in Wandsworth. It's yeah, again, quite similar to that again as well. The, yeah. the den making.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was that kind of <clears throat> it had that childlike kind of attraction. Yeah. It wasn't near authority, no. it was near nature. Yeah it was near it smelt and looked and felt like places that i'd seen growing up Wicked. but it just had a trainer yeah um <laughs> so, fine yeah and it was so close and it was it was easily you could see how you could do it yeah it wasn't difficult to understand that you put your foot there you put your foot there yeah. and then you climb over and it was kind of like well let's just do this so.
0: that's that bit done
1: yeah yeah and so i did my first um four pieces there okay. the first three were on my own yeah and then um, then I then I invited two friends and we did the middle of the yard mm-hmm. where we did a whole car our first whole car and um, it was an intercrime whole car uh, and yeah I remember standing back and saying it's fucking Subway art. like <laughs> it's like I'm looking at a page in Subway Up <laughs> it actually felt yeah they started to feel real Amazing. but it was very like yeah sort of mind ordering seeing that yeah because you see the labor of three people yeah. suddenly and you see that the joint effort can create a whole car in a short space of time relatively
0: It you can't know? it just those minutes are just fucking they're su- mm. surreal and, and, and mm. supreme
1: and they're beautiful beautiful in the middle of painting facing the tracks in parsons yeah so it's just you're just surrounded by all this white, these big white trains you know and it's quiet and it's dead and you know it's, it's pretty important so um, yeah so I'd done the districts but I hadn't I still hadn't got tags running on the line
0: uh-huh. that's
1: when I started seeing That around that time is when I started seeing um, the first live things yeah by ice uh, when
0: did couch. um what was the next stage of your graph career? Like, so that's all like the beginning and those the first findings and the first experiences. And then, when do you know? When do you know it and you're doing it? Do you know what I mean? There isn't, there isn't many new experiences left. Do you know what I mean? You've been into G. You've done F. You've
1: no, I hadn't done F. No, no, that came much later. Yeah, that was called the yard that couldn't be done. Okay, that's what it's called. Mm. We didn't call it phone and we just goes oh yeah you know that yard that can't be done it was too far away Mm -hmm. and there was too many trains near to me to even worry about you know Mm. and i had done i'd just done g you know like parsons was my local yard yeah um but g yeah i got i got shown g you know but g was the first way that i actually saw the mets close i I got the first time i got close
0: to a met was in g is that is the met the most important Huh? is the Met the most important
1: the Met was the, mo- that was the one to go for yeah because that's the one where we actually start to s- we seal names we're seeing names on those Mets where districts you can't you never see the name on a, on, a, on a district but on a Met it's like these things run
0: so it was really important to get to that because the way you're talking is like you're leading to that point
1: uh, yeah I am because there's a big distinction between yeah. paying sounds districts it. on your own sounds it where you never see that train again. Yeah, it, it's just it just disappears. And the thing is, with districts, it didn't. You didn't leave any mark on them. And they so were completely it, sterile.
0: It was obviously extremely. I'm not, uh, I started in '95. Mm. It's a lot of a mm. completely different time. Mm. So, so your main aim was it had to run. That's what you really wanted. It was great getting your photos in Parsons, mm. on those districts, but what you really wanted was the Met and it to be running. That's I when wanted to see a runner. That's when you're yeah. in.
1: Yeah, I wanted to see running that's trains. That's when you
0: feel like you've qualified, when you've got those runners.
1: Well, it's not so much, it's, it's just that feeling, you know, of seeing your own name mm. running, seeing your own tag you know, running on, on the train. The thing is, I live next to the trains. Yeah. So I would walk along the footbridge at Putney and the trains would go past me and they'd have that ice three oval egg you know going past which is quite space like yeah and then you had the judge um throw up just the j's j's and I's or ice and then you know judge but it, and i wanted i wanted that i wanted to see my own name like that running past my house
0: yeah
1: running in and and sort of mingling into my life because the tracks they used to snake their way through all of the routes that i passed every yeah. day so to look up and see to see stuff that was just that like
0: crowned it basically wouldn't it yeah
1: yeah but it's just like the elevated stuff that you see in subway art yeah you know it was all elevated and i had elevated tracks around me yeah so to have it was that's the goal had to, to get see it. something in daylight elevated yeah that's, that belongs to you animated on a train
0: yeah i think i but, but i mean 95 and i start writing i've been watching graffiti since the 80s but I've done a load of other shit, mm. started writing. My all I wanted to do was paint the train. I mm. didn't care about it running. Mm. All, I had to, all I wanted was paint on steel mm. and a photo. Mm. Because and I didn't meet many I didn't meet any hardcore writers for probably four or five years, really. Mm. So it was never about running. Mm. It was just about hitting and getting mm. your photo. So I didn't care what it was, and it happened to be the bakerloo for me. Northern line first, but then bakerloo. But it was it was just about Hitting it and getting a photo. Mm. I love what you're saying, and and I re, I res, I I fully understand what you mean about the importance of getting that and seeing that and feeling mm. that. I get it. It's amazing. I, it's quite. I feel quite sad that I didn't experience it. I had my own experience, but I love how you're talking about it.
1: Yeah, I mean the the Mets represented that, and yeah. that's what we went to look for to find out how we could do that. So bus would go went up to Upney sidings, barking saw ice tags you know like feud I met in the street in Putney he took me to G because some people took him Uh and I started to see judge ice tags there in in triangle sidings and so you start to think these are where these people are there's already people that know about this and they're getting their piece you know and they're these writers because these tags are in the yards and you're seeing it reflected on the trains Mm. you know and some of it you're not seeing you know but it's it, there is you you're you know you're being shown led by the tags um and then i got yeah i got caught pretty early on in uh g by william chard oh yeah the, the legendary william chard yeah um like yeah it was uh summer's night probably 86 and we were just going in he was coming out doing his eight to ten surveillance <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then yeah, that's that's he, he he kind of pulled me up and uh, we he got put to, took me in the car and uh, drove me back home, you know, because I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of Krylons on me, and and uh, he he that's when he started reading off the names of writers that I'd never heard of, like Coma, and Tilt, and Ran it wasn't cast, it was Ran. Wow. And I just heard these names, and I just thought. I don't know these people. Yeah, like who the fuck are these people? Yeah, like and why is he so interested in them? We found the big met. Like we didn't know about the big met, but bus again, he's when he was into advent, like going out and looking. Yeah, he goes, I know why now. Like he came, he said, "There's this line that starts at Baker Street. You can see those names all on the sides of the tracks." Um, and I went up there and I looked, and it was names that were done big. Yeah, they were big names, not like the little met because I think because the, a lot of the walls are set back from the tracks mm-hmm. along the Big Mat, you mm-hmm. had to do your names bigger mm-hmm. to get seen so they just seemed like yeah they had a lot of impact And um, Blockbusters
0: galore as well and
1: yeah Set 3 yeah. Ran and Set 3 yeah. were on the outsides of those trains I, saw, I started like the Judge and Ice on the mm-hmm. Little Met ran and, free. ran and Set 3 Ran and Set 3 on the Big Met Judge and Ice on the Little Met and they were the name they are like cup duos
0: that was it yeah Yeah, that was it that's all
1: you needed Mm. and it was like right, they can do it we can do it so that's what we that's what we started to do started Mm. to try and get our names on those trains where you get seen Mm. where you get stainers where you can leave an impression
0: after your first year of doing that were you seeing your stains
1: yeah I started to see my own stains yeah yeah
0: nice feeling
1: yeah, it was. It was nice. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Working at how to stain the train as well, what paint you needed. You know, yeah. Like that was that was the useful. Because yeah. not all paint stayed the trains. Yeah. But I remember black zincs did and Humbrol decorative did. Um and I had quite a lot of it. I didn't have a lot of good paint, but I had a lot of I had found some good plots for Humbrols. Wicked. Um, and when I got them I got a lot so I had a whole store of them just used for bombing <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so intercrime would be case of us going because they weren't really yards to you couldn't really get up in great quickly yeah. using Parsons Green and Gloucester Road you know if you went to Barking and Hammersmith yeah. you could pretty much get up on like two-thirds of all the Mets yeah which is what hate did but we couldn't do that we would like slowly getting up slowly by just going and doing the two or three part through at Parsons and the two in G and then we had a back back jump as well local to us bushwhacking as well jumping out of the bushes at Southfields that was how we did it yeah you know Um, slowly got up started to make some inroads you know, as you go to grab Labrador Grove, people are like, oh, I've seen that thing on the train. I've seen that, that mad space helmet. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, that's me. Oh, that's you. All oh, right, I've seen that quite a bit. Because it's starting to, they're starting to swap and change the stocks. Yeah. And, and that's how you get that kind of renewal. You know, because you don't want to keep doing the same panel, every the same train every time. Yeah. Because you've already done it. You've already got a juicy stain on the front, yeah. so.
0: Yeah. Um, the fact that they moved them about as well made it really convenient
1: yeah yeah it's like a, new, a bit of fresh metal yeah. coming into the district. Yeah. Um, so yeah we started we started going as a crew to Parsons and have crew nights just just spent in the yard and't we didn't, we didn't have any interruption for quite a while. hours. yeah hours and never raids, you know never anything, only track workers. And so yeah we just had our way with Parsons for some time as a crew and as as for me I always went with one other crew member if it was me it was always me and somebody else Mm -hmm. Uh, and eventually got nicked in there in the winter of 86 by who? in the snow in the snow (laughs) we're in Balaclava
0: BTP again Um,
1: yeah BTP Um, yeah painting down the side with Car One from ITC and uh, yeah he, he just remember him shouting same, shouting my name and running towards me, and I just dropped down the bank and started running the wrong way, really, towards the station. I was so disorientated. Uh, BTP were there, right down in the bushes, you know what I mean, just Ready. like with their cosh. And I just was like, That's it, I'm nicked, you yeah. know. Um, but I'd not been really arrested like that before, mm-hmm. and uh, um yeah they kind of allowed me to cross the tracks on my own I don't know if they were off but they sort of were like you've probably worked out how to do this by now yeah um and I was still in my balaclava and I got into the station managers or station hut on Parsons and there was track workers there the police were there you know doing their thing like station manager and I I took my balaclava off in there Mm. And they're all looking at me like, instead of it being, it was more of a concern well these young boys like yeah. in those places. And that's what I got growing up. Is it was more of a concern. Yeah. Um, I used to go to G, and I I used to have to get the money to get to G, and that was seventy p to get a night bus. Yeah. So I had to get two p's, find two p's in drawers yeah. down the back of the sofa to rustle up the money for the thing that I actually had to spend money on <laughs> and the only two things I needed to spend money on was the bus fare yeah. and the flashbulb because you couldn't <laughs> really rack no, no the developer you had to mm-hmm. develop the photos so the flashbulbs everything was rackable yeah, everything was racked everything was yeah. free apart from the bus
0: yeah. and development
1: and developing my film so that's when I needed money um, so yeah the 70p would go towards it was quite expensive that for that time but I remember the bus driver counting out the money after, you know, I'd been doing it quite a lot. And I used to get the same bus driver. Yeah, you know? <laughs> There's Even probably on only route. like four buses on the route. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's going, "What? Do you, where are you going? Like, why do you keep getting on my bus? Like, <laughs> you should be in bed. You need to be in school and all this kind of stuff. What's a young boy like you doing out like that? <laughs> and the same thing, like, I used to go to this chip shop. Cause I used to live off chips like <laughs> every night my dad would give me a pound
0: <laughs> some chips in
1: and that was it I'd buy chips yeah um, and uh, every night I used to do this particular back jump which for them was we called the 1115 okay which was a train that used to park on the bridge at quarter past 11 every night mm-hmm. and the driver used to walk through and take it back up to Parsons but we discovered it and uh, every night I'd walk my dad's dog and I'd wait until quarter to 11, 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. to leave with, with his Jack Russell. Yeah. And um, I would go and paint the train and tie the dog up to the bridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wait there, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'd wait for the commuters to go. Yeah. And it was some broken old bridge with all busted up light bulbs. Snuff. It was very dark. Yeah. Falling apart, this bridge, covered in graffiti and I just used to tie the dog up and then just put my throw ups on the front of the train, a little bit around the side. Driver used to walk, pull it out, and then I'd have, every night I was doing one train.
0: Amazing, man.
1: You know, even if I didn't go yard, it was always one Getting train. It. One train over about a period of four months. And that was, and then I used to go to the chip shop covered in paint, <laughs> you know, like, and the woman said to me once, like, why do you keep, why do you always have paint on your, on your uh, hands? and the boss was like don't ask my customers anything (laughs) you know that's his private business (laughs) and um, yeah I just remember that chip grease paint all over my hands
0: and Um, a smile on your face as well for getting it done
1: yeah yeah Um, so yeah that that was it you know like we were still young at that time very active but young
0: how did how did you find the 90s then with the scene and how it changed with cameras and just the way that it, and then and then it's a big still a big
1: jump though it's a big like, jump yeah it's still that's 86 yeah you know you got 87 so that what happened in that, in that
0: bit to the change in the 90s did you be just become a hell of a lot more serious it was just more full I became
1: on, more active yeah you know more racking Um, you know racking with lists So I, you know <laughs> I would choose what colours I wanted. Then I'd go and find them. Yeah. So I was racking hard, um, quite on my own, quite a lot. You know, racking.
0: If you're, if the, if what you particularly wanted wasn't there, would you just leave the rack? I'd have
1: to leave it. Yeah. And and change it. Wanted. Change
0: the colour scheme. Okay. right, well, Yeah. But yeah,
1: I was I was racking to order Brilliant. paint. I was you know I was obviously teamed up with foam
0: uh-huh.
1: as well. So I, his paint was trickling from him, into pieces that I was doing on my own um we were doing a lot of wrecking we were doing a lot of bombing we were doing a lot of smashing things up as well yeah. that came a bit later but we started to get into s- taking trains out of service properly yeah yeah with axes Fuck.
0: was yeah. that a like movement that foam kind of started
1: no or? that was more itc that was feral was it yeah yeah we we started like we were bombing the trains to the point where we had, we had no ink left in our pens you know what i mean Brilliant. and our we were just um we just started to take it a little bit further you know but in a way in a way to destroy things you yeah. know like more like we called it bronxing it up so you know we wanted to turn it into that bronxed situation yeah. where everything was just tatters and so we had control and domination yeah. and uh
0: that was it and did that also play a part That's what we
1: wanted, that's what we wanted to yeah. appear to have anyway. And it, but that
0: also played a part in then being strategic about what you would smash up because then this thing could run if we take these out of service.
1: Yeah, we used to put trains into Parsons early mm-hmm. and then go and paint them. So we'd get we'd smash the train with an
0: axe. When it was running.
1: When it was running, then I'd have to pull it into Parsons and then we'd go up to Parsons and paint it. Wow. With smashed windows.
0: <laughs> you know and what is it a week out of service or something while well, they change the windows
1: well it just goes and they put a new one on yeah, the yeah. line they put a new stock Carriage on in, the line on, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah we would like Sunday nights East put- between East Putney and Southfield station Wimbledon Park Southfields East Putney Putney bridge there was just you know we would do the last four trains before the end of the night yeah. and there was hardly anybody who would get on those trains and they started, they knew we were doing it. Yeah. Like the drivers would see us get on the train.
0: And they'd be like, oh, fuck.
1: They'd stop the trains on the bridge sometimes, call police. Yeah. Just knowing that we were battering it. But yeah. we just used to jump out the sides, out the back. <laughs> we knew everything along that line. Yeah, everything, you could get
0: out at any point. We knew
1: at any point. We, could, we knew yeah. everything about what was around it. Uh, they, put, they put police in the back of the trains sometimes. You know, I'd seen um, undercovers on the line. Yeah. But we'd, we'd, we'd go at the train before them, wait exactly where they were pulling up, and chuck a rock at the window while they were inside the train.
0: <laughs> Shit them up!
1: Yeah, we just wanted to turn it into that uh, Warriors. Pure mayhem. Mayhem. And that ended up being, you know, causing more damage.
0: A wild part of the, the London scene I didn't know much about.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was wild. I think Drax came down one time <laughs> to see us, like, see us in operation and he left some paint somewhere and he goes I don't think I'm going to be seeing that again <laughs> and um, like yeah we just we just took everything and created disorder wherever yeah. you know and there was a lot of us you know and there was some people that weren't really writers involved Sounds that were sort you. of sort of intermediaries yeah. between writers and raggers just nutters you know we had uh, Fisher was one guy that was kind of like a head case and he was like team he was like crew security but he was really uh, volatile and quite dangerous in, at times and uh, destructive he wasn't creative yeah but you know we went yard with him um first time i took, took him yard we did i don't have photos of it it was two whole cars from this from from the end of parsons district and uh we're packing up and he goes what are you doing and i'm like well we're going we've done the piece he goes i thought we were going to wait for the driver (laughs) 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 it's like no no we're not going to beat the driver up as well no we're just going to leave now and he kind of was like he it it was his thing that's what he wanted to do that's why he was there to terrorize the driver
0: yeah some intimidation done what's going on yeah
1: yeah well that's not what we were into (laughs) but um yeah, we'd get in. We'd get in trains if there were sleepers in the trains. We'd climb into the train and then you'd walk through and there'd be a guy in a sleeping bag oh, with a little tiny pen torch, shitting himself because there's like four guys or six, eight guys standing over him, being loud, <laughs> being very loud. And you know, you don't really want that yeah. at night in a train when you're a train driver. You know, God,
0: those jobs, man, fucking hell.
1: You're just there to pull the train out in the morning and, yeah. and then you have to deal with all these. I hope weird that doesn't happen
0: overnight. Hoodlums. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we probably run away from him as well, same way. You know what I mean? Like, shit, there's a guy there. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell on a phone.
0: Yeah. Crazy years.
1: Yeah, so we were being destructive. But I, I look at that as um, the, end of, the end of the golden era yeah. to me. That was the beginning of destruction. The beginning of um, the kind of the inkling that we weren't able to, that, that, that we weren't able to change the world in a way that we wanted
0: that's interesting.
1: I think it was what we decided we'd just go to base destruction.
0: Yeah.
1: If the pieces aren't going to run,
0: Yeah.
1: if you're not going to leave our pretty pieces up, then um, we're just going to kind of show you the dark side. Yeah. Or revert. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. And I was still doing pieces in G, but a lot of them on my own
0: by that point. Were you doing um, straight up fuel pieces or had you started doing concept cars? Like I was doing things. I
1: was doing fuel pieces I was doing concepts it's I was starting to mix in the concepts yeah I was doing you know, I was doing everything at that point Making you it. know I was I was we were dropping acid um, we were going out clubbing we were doing acid and um, my imagination was uh, yeah it was pretty
0: open and completely full and so like that type of activity that went on for years like the consistent train painting the consistent like, well the last few years of the 80s but it's still years still then. yeah
1: yeah there were years packed up yeah they, yeah, were, they yeah. were packed you know it wasn't like of relentless it. work yeah yeah 87 was the most relentless mm. but 86 87 88 those three years yeah I wasn't I was active very much then and then um by 88 it started to calm down a bit
0: so the destruction had peaked
1: you know it was it was it was kind of becoming a little bit like repetitive,
0: does this tie in with um like becoming a young adult and the um, frustrations you might have in being a young adult and I'm talking about all of you
1: there were people who were dropping off people <coughs> yeah. starting to drop off their energies weren't there, and that was the same for a lot of people around me, yeah, whether that be foam or west London writers uh-huh. you weren't you know by the by the end by 88 you weren't seeing West London you know painting Mets by the end of 88 yeah that was starting to kind of slow down
0: I suppose there was a load of other reasons coming into play as well because the the rave scene had kicked off obviously people money money making and raving money making people getting jobs and so on yeah
1: yeah, it was more like people money make money making, making and raving, less right. the job thing. But yeah. the job thing's there. But it's like not really. It was more about
0: yeah, not the majority,
1: but yeah, yeah. people doing that. But not. The and there majority. was a split then. Yeah, in what people wanted to do, whether yeah. they wanted to expand their mind in drugs or uh-huh. whatever, they wanted to turn to to Islam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there was a kind of thing going on then when that. In that sense, we were becoming, we were starting to mature.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it's, in a
1: way that you wouldn't describe maybe as maturity. I mean, off your. Off your head on a pill it isn't maturing necessarily, but In it is yeah. a change. Yeah, exactly. it's yeah. A change, and, yeah. it, and it's a it's part definitely of, an experience. And I wanted to mix it. That's yeah. what I liked. I like mixing graffiti, clubbing, going out, and taking acid. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and I tried to do that by painting. I used to paint on a Thursday, so I'd have a runner on Friday or at the weekend. So when I came back from club or with we, we were taking acid mm-hmm. and we'd go on the lines in the morning um, from the night before start bombing mm-hmm. and playing on and exploring and would my pieces would be running while It'd I'd still be amazing. on purple arms coming off arms and yeah we all just getting mashed up on on trips so we weren't really able to paint that well because yeah. we you know we're quite but tripped it, out
0: yeah it probably was it's, again it's just like you say it was the mixing of all of these things it's, yeah it's the bigger culture it wasn't yeah. so zoomed in by that point, or or at that point. At that point, should I say?
1: Yeah, it was very rich. Like, yeah. what, what you could get up to. It was a, there was a lot to do. Were you, could... you
0: um, were you tempted to let drugs, raving, music, money making take over graffiti in your life? Well, it did. It did.
1: Yeah, it did. You know, and it, and it was kind of getting a bit repetitive. Graffiti. Yeah. And I was starting to become like the only one doing it out of the, at my immediate crew and other people weren't painting as much. And um, I remember painting and and, and my feelings about painting, Mm. but I still remember it. Like, um, still having nice times in the yards, like on my own. Like Mm. I remember doing G, um, doing a whole car in there, all nighter, coming out on the front, sitting and doing all the fronts, putting a throw up on on all five trains, and sitting there on the boards, a track crossed the tracks mm-hmm. and i had a cigarette on me i just think i started smoking a fag just looking at the fronts being in the yard on my own you know mid you know at probably four or five in the morning yeah. and just starting to feel like a kind of peace A kind of like i've done I'm, i've done this now mm. like there wasn't much more i wanted to do yeah like I, I didn't know i wasn't i didn't have the energy for to do more on my own and it wasn't really the movement had slowed the momentum yeah. had slowed down so there wasn't this new influx of energy
0: which you could all join in with which you'll join in, in with yeah, and
1: all yeah. feed off
0: but when you're by yourself it is completely different
1: yeah yeah and there was more times like that and i was doing more weird like the color schemes are starting to change become more psychedelic mm-hmm. more experimental stuff less hip-hop inspired graffiti and more experimental stuff mm. more yeah, of that and I can see that in the pieces when I look at them. Yeah, mad. Right. But yeah, so then I started getting into raving and racking things to make money. Yeah. You yeah. like champagne and drink. So that was easy because it was like money, spray cans. Yeah. They're just bigger. But the <laughs> yeah. same kind of method using your arms. Yeah. To rack. Sleeve in. Yeah. Belts, all that type yeah. of shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Inside pockets.
1: Yeah. So then then, then just <gasps> then just started getting into the pills, getting into callies. The first pills. Mm. And then that went on, but then that changed into raves, as we we like call them raves. They were
0: just parties before. The motorway one the motorway ones and so on.
1: Yeah, then it got commercial, you know, mm. like you start seeing fun fairs and the raves yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Then it was like, ah, oh, done that now. Yeah. Oh, that's just twenty thousand people in one party. It's kinda of like done now. Yeah. And then I stopped. I stopped raving. And I stopped doing graffiti. And then I kinda of hit this weird point where I'd done what I wanted to do the The two things that I really wanted to do yeah and I didn't know what else was gonna replace it
0: and by then what you're 20
1: I'm like 19 19 20 19 20 the thing I've always got this thing when I talk it's like or when I write I was it almost stops me from talking is that I feel like there's so much there that I need to give justice to or do justice to so I find it quite, it's quite, I'm quite, it's quite a sort of thing to climb. It's like, yeah, because I, I really want to explore things and I never can. Yeah. Even when I'm, you know, if I was to write something, yeah. I probably could, but it would trail off into so many different things. I'd have to draw it all back together again, but it would go deep and it's quite hard to get that across. And I, think- I find that's when things get interesting is when you do, you are able to sort of like pull stuff out. Yeah, definitely. You
0: know. But it's I think the randomness of these conversations is a good thing because I think it shows mm. that. When people are in the right mind frame, yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think this is working really well though. Okay. I don't I think the, the up and down of the dates is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, I mean it's part of and the I think It's just highlighting. like a photo, isn't it? Yeah. I mean a photo fades, a photo changes, it oxidizes. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's almost like our memory is fading with the photo. It's true so you know like that that visual reflection of our past and our own minds is sort of almost in tandem yeah and I quite like that yeah that we can't identify ourselves that well always in in, in life
0: you know what I mean not as much as what we perceive we'd like to you know
1: we have this big story and it's like but then you start to see kinks in it yeah and it starts to break down or people bring up a memory that you didn't remember and it completely undermines what you thought yeah and I like that
0: and flips it as well. <laughs> tangent, and flips it around, tangent, then you yeah. gotta
1: do a re a, a re you know, you gotta reevaluation. Reevaluation of yourself yeah. and everything. Mm. And I don't mind that. No. I don't mind that. I love that shit, man. Mm.
0: I love it. But yeah, this I think this 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 type of conversation is amazing. I'm loving mm. this. Mm. Good. So look, what I'm loving is this uh honest, raw, pure um adventurous delve into that early graffiti that this Mm. city got that you were there you experienced and Mm. fell in love with Mm. I loved the fact that towards the end of the 80s it started to come a bit unhinged crew wise it frays out a bit the the destruction I think is really interesting like, a lot of it will play off... Drugs as well. Well, it's drugs as well, but it, all, it also plays off society and what's going mm. on around you. Like, mm. the end of the 80s is Thatcher and it's the fucking mm. mayhem. Do you mm. know what I mean? And the, the coming of age...
1: Well, it's also to do... You know, you think about it, it's like, in the 80s, 86 was the miners' strike. Yes. We are on the brink of a revolution. Yeah. You know, that was the nearest we got to a civil break... You know, a breakdown as a, a, in law and order and mm. whatever. You know, so... I think apparently this, the, the, the the stocks of coal were like literally had two weeks until the, the miners had won the won the yeah. won, uh, won over the government. The yeah. unions had won the won over the government, and they didn't. Nobody was allowed to know that, but that's the way it was. It's nuts, isn't it? And um, so we were all in this sort of feeling that you know on one hand we've got this nuclear threat mm. from Russia, or whatever, and then you've got within. You know, you've got the miners yeah. who are attacking, uh, not attacking. They were just trying to yeah. carry on their life as they knew it. Yeah. But you know, there was civil breakdown in, in parts of England and like um, pitched battles between the police and yeah. the miners. So that was the eighties, and then, I then think they got they, they gained control.
0: Yeah, but it all all of that stuff played parts in culture because it's part of the reason why the rave scene kicked off the way it did. Mm. You know, and. Uh, the pushing and closing and pushing out of people the M25 and this new mm. world that London was going to become and how important mm. the M25 was going to be and its and the money it was going to bring to the city but what that did in turn which was inspire mm. a whole rave culture and mm. you know I think so I find it interesting well, protest but, culture yeah protest culture and, and then
1: going awkward I mean the police used to stop people trying to get up to join marches with the solidarity with the yeah. miners yeah so it's like controlling motorways controlling people the flow of people mm. the flow of thoughts uh, thoughts thoughts of ideas yeah you know that's that that's kind of what was going on and um, yeah I mean the beginning of the rave scene was uh, was quite personal yeah like when I started it wasn't the rave scene mm-hmm. it was just my friends playing records at parties very mm. good parties and there was these things that made you feel really good mm. Or, you know, there was a few, like, you know, that I think we used to go to the Mud Club and it was like the last 40 minutes was just, the DJ would, every single Friday night would play 40 minutes of Acid House. Wow. And that was when we just knew we liked that 40 minutes. But before that, it was rare groove Mm -hmm. and funk and hip hop. Like, you know, club hip hop. But it wasn't like a heavy night of hedonism. Yeah. Um, And and the clubs closed at two o'clock you were out on the streets again like Fact. peeking on acid yeah <laughs> and like most people weren't even taking acid but it wasn't really an acid scene it was the beginning of acid, co- acid subculture yeah. like you know that started to come get bigger yeah you know and one, one day I turned up and it was people shouting ecstasy and dancing more more energy on a dance floor and I was like well what's that
0: sweat pouring off the ceiling
1: yeah I'm um, drinking champagne it was all kind of yuppies yeah who had 20 pound to pay for a drug but <laughs> well, we was paying 2 pound 50 for a purple long. yeah you know we had a good night on, on less than a tenner
0: yeah
1: so it was cheap and it was to me to me it was an extension of the imagination yeah as well
0: I loved my drug years. I don't. haven't touched a mm. drug in over 10 years, 12, maybe 12. Mm. I smoke weed every day, but I don't take mm. any Class A's. And especially the early years, the, mm. the ecstasy speed. I, only did, I did trip to my early 20s, but the ecstasy mm. in, my, in my teen years mm. was probably... Yeah, I mean, graffiti obviously changed my life and helped mm. me become who I am, but I think what I saw mm. with my ecstasy years was amazing. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to push drugs. I don't want my son to do drugs, mm. really, but... What a fucking world it shows you, man! And uh, understanding, it teaches Mm. you empathy. The the love Mm. is fucking ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The love is
0: fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's the breakdown of boundaries and barriers and all that that inhibition. Yeah, that's what's good about. I loved about it. I grew
0: up in an estate, right, and I didn't. My estate surrounded by three other estates, just off the Kilburn High Road. It was just the state people, apart from whoever is in school. But you, you know, it's just the state people mm. I was with. When I started taking drugs and ecstasy and started raving, you're right, boundaries just dropped mm. because all of a sudden, North London's like this. It mixed so well, from mm. literally the lower class to the upper class, not even just mm. middle. And we would all find ourselves on a Sunday morning in a house somewhere, all different types of people. Mm. And it was just like fuck, man. Like mm. you don't realise then it's sixteen, seventeen. You've mm. transcended barriers and like you're in places of London that you really shouldn't be. And you're sitting in a house in Highgate mm. on the fifth floor of this amazing townhouse.
1: <laughs> you're like you probably do though. You know that song is happening.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. We used
1: to go to parties and people would say, "What's your name? Where are you from?" Yeah, like that. Love yeah. you, man. Yeah, like that. And Brilliant, it was like man. people would sit on the speakers, just you coming in. It's like, "Where? Are you from? What's your name? Where are you from?" Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Like like and then it's like next one <laughs> yeah it's like boom 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 and then you're just like this is different amazing this right. is something different amazing it's not all like showy no at all you know no it's not all like what clothes you got are you wearing vivian Westwood yeah. are you like yeah doing this are you prancing around like what that cocaine <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah what packet is it yeah so, so when you stop at 19 and it all kind of slows down
1: yeah, yeah, and it does slow down. Like, it does slow down.
0: Are you then hitting real world?
1: Real, I don't think the real world, no. No. I don't think I've ever hit the real world. Nice. Apart from maybe coming to see you today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mid-morning commute, What the fuck is this? <laughs> like,
1: I don't want to come up at rush hour. No. i do anything but travel at rush hour. Um, no, I, um, I started smoking. Like, I just started to sort of, Recoil into a, a world of cannabis, yeah, which I wasn't really into before. I wasn't really into that, but yeah, I become a bit. Just yeah, I went to Amsterdam, you know, like and and found all that skunk weed, and you know there was a strain called Goan at the time. Um, and then, you know, there's this place called Goa in India, and that's that's kind of the way I kind of got out of that a bit, mm. out of that just smoking like bongs basically i wasn't smoking joints i was smoking buckets and chillums
0: so pure weed
1: Uh, ash 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 dirty red seal yeah playing music as well collecting Mm. records playing you know turntables yeah aspiring dj kind of thing but not um half-hearted attempt and um just getting stoned
0: and then i suppose, well that's because of your network as well by then everyone's you know getting into music yeah when we, you're growing getting older and everyone's kind of finding a role maybe
1: yeah well Rev was a DJ there you, you go know, that Rev and Harvey and Chocky. yeah that was the Tonka there crew you go. Yeah. and they're all writers or Harvey's yeah. not a writer but he's down with writing mm-hmm. you know he, was a, he used to cut up breaks you know and we used to go to his house and Rev would rap brilliant really we'd just drink tenants yeah and so then so we had a party crew that was really had come out of hip hop that was mixing with, like, um, you know, like uh, bikers and fucking sanyasins. Hippie yeah. crowd meets biker crowd meets ex hip hop crowd writers <laughs> as well. So I used to go to Zap Club on Monday nights and it was a lot of writers. Cambridge, London, Brighton. And Brighton. Yeah. All sort of representing themselves around a the Tonka sound system. Wow. So it was quite a small, intimate group of a few hundred people. And all come from
0: these other little cultures that had been popping up through London and all going together into this. Yeah, this was the next thing. Yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, and it had the wildness of writing. Yeah, you know, in the music and in the in the cuts. Yeah, in the mix, in that
0: energy. And then I suppose just knowing, or for those who knew who Chucky was, who Rev was, do you know what I mean? I, I see what you mean. It's that. Well yeah,
1: it. it's it's a it's a back thing. So it's yeah. like it's not these aren't just faces. Mm. These aren't just names. These are the names of a story and these stories are linked by experiences mm. and a lineage. Yeah. That we've all come to here. A lineage. We've all come here with word. this backstory. <laughs> yeah. And this backstory is built on graffiti. Mm. It's built on hip hop. Mm. But we're now raving. Amazing. You know, and we're cutting we're cutting break beats into the mix or we're or electro starting to become in, you know, is in this re edit. You know, so you're hearing your anthems early anthems Mm -hmm. being reproduced in house music. And so that gives an energy to the to the music. A rebirth as well, nearly a rebirth, but yeah, you can hold it up and say, I know what this done. This is part of this. And people know that. Yeah. You know. And it's
0: also fresh enough that it's brand new to some people and works Mm. at at just a deep level as well Mm. for their first experiences. Mm. Yeah. Even though you've got context and you've got understanding and lineage in it, it was still very much open to new people it's well. totally open
1: to new people yeah. but it's got a foundation yeah. so that's what gives the parties their strength I reckon at those times
0: so when did Graf come back then?
1: so yeah I, 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 went, I went off went off to India come back um,
0: was that part of this whole journey then? This.
1: yeah this was like a break India was like the way that it all kind of stopped like a news phase started you know because it, it wasn't completely overnight but yeah my son was conceived in India so I'm becoming a dad you know I can't go to India I have this amazing experience in India it was quite early to go there it was quite raw fresh Mm -hmm. exciting experience I'm very happy out there what brought you there? Um, well my girlfriend at the time mother of my son now um, she was a nanny Mm. and she had this as a present like the people she worked for gave her a a sequined picture of an elephant yeah so on our wall she had this kind of beautiful piece of material with mm. an elephant on it with sequins we were living in a dump of a bedsit at the time smoking a lot of ash and that was about it watching <laughs> prisoner cell block h yeah you so, <laughs> know and sleeping late yeah and um She was like, I really want that framed because it's too beautiful not to be framed. Yeah. And so she bought a frame for it or got a frame for it. And then she was looking, we used to look at it and she goes, one day she goes, I just want to go to where that was made. And and, and then basically she said to me, do you want to come? Because I'm going, I can't be doing this anymore. Living like this. And so we went to the place where it was made, which is India. It was like that. We didn't have any brochure or no. internet thing or any story it was just i i like where that textile was made i really want to go to the country that it was made from yeah but when we got there we didn't realize what was going to hit us you know what the experience we'd have
0: completely different
1: yeah yeah it was like the whole graffiti thing and the ecstasy thing kind of brought together in a country you know because it's that whole you know awakening yeah. of the east and their philosophies and way of life mixed with the vividness of their icons yeah you know elephant gods colors colors yeah adventure more of the same but just compacted into a country that i felt a real affinity for
0: a really vibrant one at that
1: yeah so i came back like down to my last rupee after four and a half months came back from from india and then boom i had a son
0: and felt different
1: i felt different Yeah. yeah I didn't, I wasn't quite the same person. Were you
0: 20 then when your son was born?
1: Oh, uh, he was 21 when he was actually Twenty. born. Yeah. I, hadn't, I wasn't painting. Yeah. I, I'd left graffiti. I wasn't making, I hadn't had no intention of going back to paint. No. Um, I had no intention of doing anything. You know, I just was just experiencing things as they came
0: up. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's nice to... <sighs> To be, and I don't know if you were as relaxed as it sounds, but it does sound that way that you could have been like, I'm not panicking here. Like, well, I was
1: probably quite dense.
0: Yeah, you know? but isn't that, it's bliss though. It's quite blissful that you gave yourself that space. Yeah, I've al- I think pressured. I've always
1: done that. I've always tried to do that. Yeah. Like, and when I haven't, I, I feel out of whack.
0: Well, listen, right, those 80s in writing, mm. you can hear the effort, you've mm. explained the effort, and Writers will understand how much work that is, mm. but it does. The way you talk of it sounds quite effortless. It sounds yeah. it sounds quite matter of fact, and um, I don't know it. But it, it's obviously the way that you pictured and saw and experienced your time, like the mm. way you explain going into Parsons with the tree and you know the fence and then you know mm. this cubby hole. That's mm. a real calm, collected relaxed mm. manner and way mm. of talking about an experience like and so yeah it, there wasn't a lot of resistance no and that's so coming back from india uh, and getting a massive injection from that type of lifestyle mm. as well four and, a half, four and a half months worth to come back and then to yeah still be on that vibe is lovely man that sounds great
1: yeah i mean it's hard to really you know when you look back on parts of your life you know that there was like if i look at the photographs or people come up to me and say stuff to me about what effect I've had yeah I don't actually recognize it weirdly yeah. I know that I did it but I don't I can't identify myself in there yeah it's, it's, it's kind of just mind-numbing when you look at it sometimes when I look at the amount of pieces or I think I start to actually go into that chasm of memory of and like it is, yeah. think fuck that was hard work that was a lot of lot of you know a passionate toil kind of thing you know yeah. what i mean it was like because it's passionate it, it comes effortlessly but yeah. it's not effortless no it, it's just the drive and the urge is strong yeah but you know but in the end it's still work but it doesn't feel like work because you're so oh, passionate about i fully
0: it. resonate with that man and i think that's a beautiful way to explain it that's mm. exactly it i resonate with mm. that if i'm honest i resonate more with my work than my graffiti career mm.
1: Well, you give it names, don't you? As soon as you call something work, yeah, it's like you write, you'd never call writing work. No. Like, I'm going to work. But...
0: It was. It was work. Fully. Yeah. You know, and
1: to other people, getting up at one in the morning, yeah. packing your bag, and going out to spend the whole night in, the, in a depot, yeah. siding, whatever, for paying. no money. For no money. is, is, is a ridiculous yeah. thing to do. Just fueled like,
0: off one Snickers. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, and then all rough in the morning, like yeah. chasing your train around, or yeah. not even getting photos. No or even finding out the, the film hadn't even rolled on in the first place and you've just spent you've done five pieces yeah. I mean there, were, there was times when I did feel disheartened and I did want to give up you know there was one occasion where I had this f- camera that foam had wrapped for me off some tourist and given to me he goes use this one I've got a good camera use this one and I started using it and at the time I didn't have a lot of money so I was trying to put as many pieces on one film as possible so that I could get Five pieces on one thirty-five frame yeah. film, and um, and I did, and I, like the last piece was I put like five pieces of one, five frames of one piece at the end, and that was it. Finished. Put it into developers. I went to developers, and they said it hasn't rolled on, so it never rolled on. You didn't take any photos, <laughs> and I was at the in, in the Arndell Centre in Wandsworth on one of those plastic seats. Um, of so just void null and void mate just seriously. looking into some sort of
0: abyss <laughs> I lost my third whole car yeah Right, and I watched it go through the buff in Wembley yeah and I, cha- I woke up too late mm. got to the R too late watched it go mm. up that m- my life was fucked for the fr- it took me a month to go back mm. and do my, mm. The next one, mm. I was so disheartened. Mm. I was literally like, it was the biggest punch to the stomach. I've been punching mm. the stomach many times, and it was the mm. biggest one. <laughs> like guts. It is like that, yeah. It just it's like w- a soul blow. Completely, <laughs> like my life is done. What yeah. the fuck is the point?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you what you're waiting for. Yeah. You know, you're waiting for all
0: that. Yeah. You're I've been planning this. this. I've been thinking about it. this day has been in my head for a month. Mm. This is what's gonna happen on this morning.
1: Mm. I was with Hate when we, were, we, we found the car park at Hammersmith and he had two whole cars coming in and like we waited and it, and it was the best for, best photo for opportunity you could get.
0: Yeah. From that car park's beauty.
1: Yeah, looking at it as it slowly pulled into H and I remember him pressing the button on the camera and it jammed. No. And him trying to fucking get that shutter release to go and the train going in front of us and it was done. That's and it. And I felt his pain. Out. You know, I felt his pain. Yeah. It was like, fuck, you know, that worked, that fucking camera. Now it's not working. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And that was the
0: only chance I had. Yeah, Yeah. it's gone. Amazing days. It's gone into the sheds. 19, 21, son.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was starting to, you know what? Like, before my son was born, I started to start to paint again. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He, He, you know, around that time, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that happened uh, due to Elk, really.
0: Yeah? Yeah. So you met him?
1: Elk, I knew from raving, okay. the big raves. Yeah. You know, I didn't actually really know who he was, but I knew he was something to do with graffiti. Mm-hmm. And I'd been yard of him. Okay. I'd actually been in 1888, or I think it was 89, early 89, to Rickmansworth. Mm-hmm. We went quite a lot of us. And he kind of knew my face from there. And I knew his face, but I didn't really know. I couldn't put a name to his face. Yeah. But I just remember he's always passed me a joint in the rave Um, and um, I don't know how he kind of reconnected but um, he came over to my house and he wanted me to paint again. Yeah. He kind of wanted me to paint because that's when he really started painting and he's like there's a new school of writers out there and um, I want want to bring back old heads you know because we want to get this thing going again and um kind of like show these new guys what's going on yeah and it was mainly like it was rcs, it was RCS cherish yeah. people like that Acrid, yeah. who were doing things then fame terror mm-hmm. people like that they're the names that i remember fiasco t- who?
0: fiasco fiasco, fiasco but
1: but for me piecing it was terror yeah and cherish yeah terror and cherish i saw them as like you know mm. the ones that were writing at that time Strong with pieces, but there was lots of writers, obviously. Yeah, loads of writers, but I didn't really know about anything. So this is the early '90s. Spasm as well. Yeah, those guys. Spasm. What and did they, you
0: do with Elk first?
1: um Well, no, he kind of he took me round to his house, mm-hmm. and what he'd done is he'd done the same thing with Prime. Without my knowledge, anyway, comes comes in. It's Prime, and Prime's now converted to Islam. And he's got a different way about him, but he's still got that chill, graceful way about him. Yeah, and um, walks into the room, and I'm like, "Oh yeah!" So this is kind of like you've arranged this now. Brilliant. <laughs> and that's when we did that train up there. How oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. We went, we went and did G, and I hadn't done G for a long time.
0: Yeah, Shun's outline on yeah elk piece. Okay. Yeah.
1: So he was still kind of starting out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. been given that outline by Sean, I love that. Fire. I
1: just remember the yard. There was a lot of slamming doors in the yard. It felt disruptive. It wasn't calm yeah. like it had felt before. Yeah, it felt like right. I don't trust this place like I did. It just feels a bit like there's somebody around. Or it's more alive. It's more alive. The trains back in the eighties, they used to sit in the yard for quite a long time. Mm. I mean, just like they say in Star Wars, you know, the train would sit there from Friday night till Monday morning. Yeah, it's the same one in you know, our system in the 80s in the 80s they'd leave trains all weekend and run a, f-
0: run a set few but
1: they'd run a set few but they would just leave them the only times the trains would pull out say in Parsons in, in the 80s was like when, when Chelsea were playing at home. yeah for more know. people then Yeah, you know you'd have a lot of football yeah. crowd and they'd bring out your train but you could pretty much guarantee that if you went to a yard Friday night the train would still be there Monday morning amazing so G was the two side of G was covered yeah covered by Monday, by Sunday evening,
2: it was, the a, hall two side,
1: it was a Hall of Fame yeah. on the train. And um, writers from all over the place were painting it whole cars, panels, stickers, bombing, <laughs> you know? Like nowhere to paint. Yeah. Nowhere to paint.
0: You don't want to be going in there Sunday at six o'clock because it's all over. It's all been done. It's kind of messy. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got
1: to find some space or go over bombing. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't have good paint to go over bombing.
0: No. So it was like, couldn't.
1: fuck, I've got to go over this dirty black throw up. With a home style. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I've got to do this. Yeah, so
1: you kind of better go on Friday night. Yeah. But then it was hot. So, yeah, it was all these different times we were going. Amazing.
0: But it was different at this time round, going to G.
1: Yeah, yeah, it felt like a little
0: bit different. That's fucking amazing to know that that was the first one.
1: Mm. And then I did, and then I just started to go, right, okay, because my girlfriend had a car, she drove me to G a few times. Um, and I started doing a three-side. On my own going back to my old ways really but not doing big pieces just doing panels
0: yeah yeah on purpose you just didn't want to go into the big pieces you just wanted the panels yeah I just and I suppose had the scene sped up no
1: how do you mean sped up
0: you're, you you did you have a, did you know you had limited time in the yard this was five mm. years on and it's a different time
1: I didn't I didn't really know how long I had okay but I just felt like I'm still finding my feet again yeah And um, I guess I wanted to sort out my painting as well and I wanted to sort out my photography.
0: Before you were on a roll call. with Yeah, Yeah.
1: like I really wanted to capture every piece. So that was one of the things I said to myself when I started again is that I'm going to get a fairly decent camera. I'm going Mm. to make sure I get photos of everything. And the other thing is that I'm going to sort out my second fill was another thing because my second fills were always a little bit fluffy. Okay. And I never knew, I used to spend a lot of time thinking about what I was going to do. Right? Yeah. I didn't want to do any more of that. I just wanted to know exactly what I was doing. Going in have it on paper done. and have a clear idea of how I was going to fill my piece in. Yeah. Not this kind of thing I was doing before. I was a lot of dusting and, you know, based on the Chrome Angel yeah. filling, which was like lines and circles, mm-hmm. which kind of filtered down to custom boys and then I picked up. But it was that way of filling in. Like, you sit in Casby piece, but he does it very well. Yeah. Where these, he made these, it
0: his own, Casby, you wrote. He did,
1: and, and you know, he did it very well. Yeah. But um, I, I wanted to do that, but I never could quite do that. You know what I mean? Like, I did my fillings, but they were very fluffy. But, like, that's how I like them now. Yeah. Looking back. But I was like, I need to really sort that out.
0: You were trying to move forward at that point. Yes, yeah, so I had to do forward.
1: small pieces and look at them and say, this is what I like about this piece. Yeah. And so then, yeah, and then I started to go with Prime. We started to do, we did barking, we did that you know the feel of the day piece
0: that's amazing
1: yeah we did that up in Barking with really cold cans
0: is that photo at Edra
1: Road I don't know where we took the photos actually but uh, it, quite a few people got photos
0: yeah I mean, classic amazing yeah. what a fucking piece of work man definitely one of the best old cars on the underground mm. In, mm. in its history
1: well it, you know they, they he wrote like stop cleaning pieces with meaning mm. and then he wrote next to it for that old school bomb of guy fawkes and they buffed it they buffed that bit and left the pieces
0: wow i didn't know that
1: so they, they were buffing and editing graffiti at that wow. time i've seen it i've seen a driver buff take a old can off the floor and write over where i've sw- sweared on the train
0: and he got rid of the swear word he just
1: went f- he just went and put a block of green hammer right over the fuck, and let the piece run <laughs>
0: I suppose it might have been down to money as well back then as well they were like oh, we can't deal with all of it so just fucking I think he just, yeah, censor they did, as much as they you can they do what they can yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, they do what they can and some people pull a train out that's done in pastels with a white outline mm. and other people run trains that have got very abusive gra- graffiti yeah. on or vicious
0: I mean? looking chrome and black lettering and yeah. vicious yeah, yeah, like yeah. I,
1: I, had a, I, I did the fronts so I remember the driver was pissed he goes I've been driving this for three days now I, I, I'm not proud <laughs> of oh, this oh poor guy you know what i mean he's, <laughs>
0: different world
1: and there's another dri- you know the other time when the driver stops the train and lets you take the photos of the whole car because yeah. he's proud of the top to bottom whole yeah, car. yeah yeah so this depends you know what i mean depends what driver you've got or who the line controller is at the time
0: so with this new wave of writers in the 90s and you're mm. back in how was it mid-90s you meet um dds
1: yeah it comes a bit after that yeah so i'm painting with prime we do the Christmas Day thing. That was our <coughs> sort of, Homage. you know, well, that was our opening moment, really, of back, coming back, really. Yeah. Um, but I was still early. Ninety-one. Yeah. yeah, and I and I had a son.
0: Yeah. So,
1: you know, I was trying to like. Um, so was
0: prime as well, I suppose. Around we, that time, we had both
1: had children. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we we're trying to make space for graffiti. Yeah. You know, that's what I was trying to do. Was like, do what I had to do as a dad. Or wanted to do mm-hmm. um, which was still just more adventure but yeah. with a little boy yeah you know Experiences. My son. Yeah. and then you know when like wednesday i'll be watching farringdon doing surveillance just to see the yard was safe lining it up for another mission with prime with it. and that's how we worked and we did a, 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 we didn't really go very to many places we were getting older we definitely weren't over the hill yeah but we weren't so much into adventure We were into doing pieces. Getting it done. On Mets. Yeah. And we did, that's that's why we pretty much just did Farringdon. You know, it wasn't like DDS came along and they obviously had that energy where they wanted to explore, see everything, do everything. Mm. They annihilated everything. Um, But we were just steadily doing Farringdon and we did Parsons as well. And we did other things, a few other things.
0: Also, what you two were bringing was a completely different class of painting though. Yeah, we had a lot it more a, experience. And you aesthetically, know, we've got it, a completely different, like years ahead of them. We lot. were years ahead. Yeah, we yeah, had so much time. Were,
1: yeah. I mean, if you think, I'd started, I'd started in 84, and DDS came along in 91, 92. Yeah. And so we made were an like- in 93, I suppose. We could have stopped, I could have stopped doing graffiti. Yeah. And I, I decided to come back. Yeah. But both me and Prime were on a kind of more, like Prime was, Prime had made this kind of pact with, with his own religion that if he was going to do pieces he had to do pieces with meaning yeah. and make them make sense and they had to be whole cars mm. for him to make peace with Allah about it mm. or the and precepts the of living with, the inner, with being a religious person Yeah, that was kind of how it is
0: I interviewed him about it in 1996 yeah. when I was working at Arabic mm. newspaper I was 16 and I managed to holler him get hold of him through graffitiism, mm. and then I interviewed him about it because it was so important mm. and it was just like my way of connecting mm. my working life which mm. was just working a job set in an advertising mm. space because well, mm. of an Arabic newspaper I could bring graffiti to it and they accepted mm. the story and they printed it that's how I met him But um, that he was just, um, he just
1: seemed serious to me very but, and, I, and, I, and I just looked at him and said he's into religion mm. which I knew nothing about or would never have chosen to mm-hmm. be interested in in any way he just came across as a very serious guy and um, but
0: not intimidatingly serious. No, not at all. No, no. Just, just focused. Educationally f- f- uh, serious though, I think. And yeah. Very much, up, my experience with him was just about pure knowledge. He was like yeah. a fountain for me at that age. He still is, mm. but yeah, definitely mm. as a 16 year old and you're chatting to this mid-20s mm. guy. I suppose it was just in the midst of yours to, towards the end of yours mm. to...
1: Well, i just come back from India. Yeah. I was like, you know that was me, kind of still quite out there, mm. and he was homing in on certain things, homegrown stuff, mm. and um, and he, you know, going out with him, it was like he'd take, I don't know what it was, but it was play the Quran, you know, it was religious texts, mm. and you know we'd be out on the Circle Line, going up to Farringdon on the last train or whatever. And he'd be reading and muttering Amazing. from the Quran, yeah. and I'd be just there like complete. That's completely alien to me. Whatever that guy's doing over there, yeah. But my 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 relationship with him is due, due to painting. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. No. And uh, so, like you know, when we're painting Christmas Day, he you know he starts praying to Mecca wow. on the platform in wow. front of his whole car. Fuck. You know, and then he had this ring on his finger that he used to give me at certain times when he used to do a piss, and I knew it had a religious sort of it was sanctified in yeah. some way but I had no clue about what it was I just respected it because yeah. that's what he was into
0: amazing that's lovely that was a t- great time with him
1: yeah that was yeah that was good and, and, and he was doing he, he, you know it was all about we've got to push this into a whole car so yeah that's why we did only whole cars for a
0: while there couldn't have been I don't and has there been another team or duo like that that produced the work you produced as well. I know we've had many teams and duos, we've had mm. many killer combos, and you mm. mentioned a few from the 80s. But to the extent that you two went with those old cars and the, you know, I, I don't presume, I haven't seen all of them, the ones I've seen, they're like all groundbreaking pieces. I wonder if there has been anyone or any duo since. Well, it
1: depends what your taste is, you know, and what your, your time is, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, it's very much like that. My whole cars were all done in ten minutes. All of Mm. my never was was maybe fifteen was the longest I'd ever been on a whole car. Mm. It was two hands, two chromes, nothing pretty, Mm. pure Mm. destruction, DAS Mm. doing Aggie subways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know,
1: the place that the place that we had was we had a good place where it was comfortable. And you know, to me it sort of started to merge from being like it was almost like I felt at home there. I felt like very at home. Brilliant. And I didn't feel, I didn't have any experience of anything difficult going mm-hmm. on there. So I and never, you had years
0: behind you as well,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd never been interrupted painting there. Brilliant. And I didn't really want to paint in new places because I might have to deal with stuff there that, I, that would interrupt the flow of me painting. Yeah, and, and the so point we just, of there. We became quite sort of like, we started putting our slippers on. Yeah. And, and doing those whole cars. And um, then and along comes DDS. You know, and that that was um, that was another chapter, yeah. another phase, another uh, like energy, like kind of spike mm. in graffiti, a change in direction and energy.
0: What were the mid to late nineties like for you then? With that, did you slow down? Well, again? Well, that was ninety two. Yeah.
1: So it's still early nineties. And then when DDS come along, yeah,
0: and then they come in, play the game wildly, and then by ninety five they're all city kings.
1: Yeah, well, I was painting with Teach, yeah, and I was painting with other DDS members in Farringdon and in Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was I was kind of I was taking Teach when he was just starting out and doing pieces with him that didn't just take fifteen or twenty minutes. Brilliant. Like longer. Yeah, he talked about that actually. Yeah, he? and that's what happened. He, he I kind of showed him that you can. Not single-handedly, mm-hmm. but I definitely came from a school of writing where we spent hours mm. painting.
0: And you want to strive. You were t- showing him how to strive towards that. Like,
1: well, I wasn't trying to show him. I was just doing what I did. Yeah. But it, but you know that's all I will accept. And just by taking him with me, he's like, oh, he's, I, mean, I think I heard him saying it in the interview, oh, he's still there. Yeah. He's still there. He's doing more. <laughs> okay, he's still there. Yeah. And he's still there. Yeah. And that's what it was. I'd wait for the driver to come. You know, I'd even be doing my outline. I'd be doing bubbles on the train when the driver was pulling it out,
0: walking along, slowly, walking along just next to it, finishing the background. Or I'd wait
1: to do my tag right until if I was being going to get raided, I'd do it right at the last minute when the train's about to pull out. Walk along next to it, yeah, just right, boom, and then leave. Done. But yeah, I I just wait. You know, I'd I'd be there in a the tunnel while the driver was next to my piece smelling the paint. <laughs> <laughs> like we knew this wasn't going to last forever, so. We wanted to get as much of that metal as possible. With DDS the, come along, we yeah. played with them.
0: Towards the end of the nineties, like with this, so when I when I come in in '95 and straight away I'm like, I hear that DDS are the kings, and they're running rampant throughout the city. But at the same time, I found it quite quiet. I didn't know any train riders. Um QP was dead. No one was in there. It was, just, it was dead it was, it was, and I was in the clothes shed as well I wasn't mm. even in the open shed the clothes shed was fucking mm. ancient and um, I just found it very quiet and even though I'd heard about DDS and their impact and what I should be looking out for I didn't see anything and it took a while mm. and it felt as if just me by myself it felt as if I was out there painting trains alone that's what it felt like for me as well mm. because it just and I suppose they were so on top of the cleaning by then you know they take things up they would no running by 95 96 there
1: wasn't a lot of writers
0: no and that's you know? what i think it felt as if there was a lull in the scene it was kind of lonely
2: yeah
1: yeah it was quite a lonesome, not lonely i'd say lonesome i mean a case in point like i mean if that if you had the same situation now mm. it would be you know you'd have everybody in there yeah but i did a piece uh in the snow in Farringdon, 90, 91, Mm. I think it said revolt, no, dream. And inside it said one dream, two revolt, like that. And then there was snow on the ground and I'd done it leaving footprints in the snow with my cans left next to the train. Wow. Yeah, because I used to to leave my outlines and my cans next to the train. Sick. As a present. Whoever found it. Oh, that would
0: have been so good.
1: I went back about seven weeks, six, seven weeks later, I think it was six weeks later, there was still snow because it was freezing. Wow. Like yeah. not everywhere yeah, in the yeah, streets, yeah. but in places where people didn't walk, there, there was, was still snow because yeah. the temperatures hadn't risen. Yeah. I, I went back in the yard, my footprints were filled with a bit more snow, but, but no other footprint. No other footprint? No other footprint. Nobody had been next to that train no six tracky, weeks. No no nothing. nothing.
0: Nothing. Amazing times. Mm. But yeah, as I say, the, the end of the 90s to me looked incredibly quiet. And I don't mean to rush the end forward. of the nineties, huh? The end of them, yeah. Middle to mm. the end of the nineties to me seemed mm. very quiet. Um, mm. But what was it like for you, like having well, seen, been there since the eighties, having seen the Dds come through, having, having done your thing with mm. Prime as well, which I know didn't really stop in those years. Um, it was paced. Paced.
1: Yeah, it was paced. We'd do one, yeah. Wait, <coughs> then they'd get you know get a phone call. Or I'd phone Prime mm-hmm. and it started to get in the itch again but it wasn't like yeah, it was every few weeks yeah it wasn't but daily anymore it was like every three weeks week. yeah. we'd do a whole car every three weeks and then nothing mm. no trackside no bombing just doing outlines getting a bit of paint together for our next mission mm. and it just kept on like that really but they weren't missions no even the word mission is a bit overstated they were just like you know it was kind of being at home
0: this is my time with my mate and my yeah,
1: in a in a spot that I'd never had any problems in, yeah and I didn't have any problems in. Yeah. And I think I said I, you know in 17 years of painting, I never had one problem. Did you stray from
0: the underground? Did you start painting the network? We started
1: painting we painted the Thames link a couple of times. Mm.
0: That was it. Yeah, I remember um, getting a phone call from Steve. I was living in Brighton at the time, he calls me up and he's like, Are "You coming to London today." And I'm like, "Yeah." and he's like, "Get to the station, our train's coming in." And then I walked into platform with mm. my son. The driver got out, I pulled the train in, he got out. Mm. I come walking along with my camera, taking photos mm. of this window down hole mm. train. He comes down. It was and starts, two whole cars, wasn't it? Two whole cars. He yeah. starts closing the doors. Yeah. For me so I can get my photos. I then got on the train and rode it to London. That was amazing. Yeah. And t- that was like, a good night. So by then I obviously heard of you in the 90s. Yeah. Didn't get to see much at all because it wasn't the scene for that. Mm. Finding your tag of yours was obviously (laughs) mind-blowing. That train coming in, when I saw that Mm. in Brighton and Mm. then being able to ride it, Mm. literally fucking blew my mind. It was... It was a good car. That was a good car. That was a beautiful fucking car. Mm. And to have that opportunity to be on that train with your name on it Mm. and Elk and Mm. whoever else was on it was just fucking...
1: Oh, it was bonkers. Was it the Rate
0: Teach, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Rate Teach train.
1: Yeah, I mean Rate just did characters. Yeah, yeah. But when we got into that yard, I remember I knew it was gonna be like one of those nights. Do you know what I mean? Everybody was serious that night. Oh man! But, and it was the yard that was just lovely as well.
0: <laughs> it was so beautiful. That I train. Remember, I
1: remember like I remember Rate was like zombies. Like I'm just doing characters tonight, and I was like. Oh, Sounds good to me. That's that's the dream and, shit. And he, and he put a character in between everybody's piece. Yeah. And he just adorned the car with all these lovely characters, which I always wanted next to my piece. Yeah. But, you know, the fact he said it like that, like, I'm doing this tonight. It's just brilliant.
0: That's the serious stuff yeah. you mean, isn't it? It's such a professional train, though. Such a professionally painted... Yeah,
1: we should have done more like that. You know, like, that's how we should have painted. There was
0: a couple, though, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, but that particular one... I know, it's something about it. It's got a maturity about it.
0: You went pink and blue, didn't you? I did, a
1: mad, I did some mad colours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did some mad colours. But I was... I actually... That was inspired by... Um, Teach had um, a book on droids. Star Wars droids. Uh-huh. Like the blueprints to the droids. Wicked. And I was going through it and I made outlines out of the droids. Wow. And that was what that outline's based on. Wow. His inspiration from Star Wars droids love that so it's got all these weird connections in and stuff we were still doing the Mets a little bit but they were quite they were quite fortified yeah but we had ways in but those ways in changed and stopped
0: Mm.
1: you know and so yeah by the end of the 90s it's like me and Prime Prime started to sort of lose interest other things started taking over Uh Um, yeah and and a few times he just he didn't want to be there Yeah, and the chemistry was changing.
0: The energy had, uh, yeah, changed.
1: Yeah, definitely a definite change in temperament. Mm. And so I was like, that wasn't kind of making me wanna get involved. And I guess I was as well a little bit. Like, you know what now? I was I was going to college. Okay. By that point, I started with Prime actually. Oh yeah. I started to do like a one-day Saturday course in Uh the in the nineties. And that was like a portfolio preparation course or something at Chelsea. And then they were like, uh, I guess I just thought, this, what else could I do on a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> I mean, I might as well just do that. Might as well. And then, um, and then uh, they said, oh, you, you, you could do a foundation if you want. You could apply. And I was like, okay, give me the form. And they're like, you got in. And then I did the foundation. And I really enjoyed the foundation. And um, they go, like, oh, you can do a degree if you want. And I was like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, I just fill this form. <laughs> so then... Um, I did, I did a degree. I went in and did Central St. Martin's. Amazing. Graphic design. Wow. But I really didn't like the degree as much. I liked the foundation. Okay. I, I loved it. Because it was like an art-based college. And you had a lot of time to explore art. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to be in front of a computer. Yeah. And I was computer illiterate. I'd never used a computer. Right. So um, when I started a degree, they said, "Oh, do you know how to use a computer when I had to do my funding? Yeah. And I, I, I said, Yeah. And I I didn't know, and and I had the mouse in the air, like a joystick. You know when you're playing like with a joystick, and it's like, oh, get the game to. No, I I, and they go, you you clearly have not got experience of using a computer. (laughs) And when I joined, it was email. Yeah. You know, and it was like, um, how do you? What does that mean? Yeah. It's all virtual, like a desktop. Yeah. But it's not a desktop; it's a screen. Yeah. And there's a folder with things in it. And I was like, but they're not really in it. <laughs> Where's the folder? Where's the folder? <laughs> yeah. And then um, what folder? I couldn't translate <laughs> that world to my experience of yeah. having things that were tangible. Yeah. Um, and I used to try and style it out. Like, can you set the email address up for me? And they'd half do it and then you can do the rest. And I didn't. It just used to stop. <laughs> so like... I never had the email address that everybody else had.
0: Just getting an email, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I just style it. And, I, and, they, and that took a lot out of my degree because I was going up to all night photocopy shops, you know, like laser copy printing yeah, yeah, shops yeah. With, a, with a ruler, measuring things, measuring prints to see if they were the right size, but well, that would have taken 10 seconds in Photoshop yeah. on, and set up the artboard done. But I was like, that'll be, that'll be two pounds now in photocopies in the bin because the (laughs) measurement's not quite right
0: it's not going to fit
1: and I was still in the world of um, analogue analogue print stick Mm. and and a scalpel yeah which is part of graphic design but a lot of it never comes off the computer
0: no not now anyway yeah not not at that transitional period either. definitely not
1: I wanted to put a distance between my old life the graffiti world yeah and the degree I didn't I didn't bring graffiti into my degree at all I wanted to learn new things because I'd really up to my eyes in graffiti so I wanted to learn new stuff yeah. I didn't tell anybody or talk about graffiti in my no. degree
0: I'm just trying to remember who was at that place when you were there
1: a couple of guys I wouldn't have expected but yeah. they were like northern guys but they'd heard of me just yeah. through subculture through culture a yeah, yeah, yeah. subculture meeting yeah. in some way they weren't writers though and I hadn't played that card I've I'd- heard
0: people talk about you being at that uni and not being known as fuel yeah yeah
1: I never, I never used it as a platform no. because it would have been too easy.
0: Very interesting.
1: No. It would have been far too easy for me to just, and I probably should have done in a way, but you know, knowing what I know now about how culture works, mm. you know, but at the time I just thought that's that and this is this, yeah, you know.
0: Surely they don't go hand in hand. Why they won't. Would they? they wouldn't. Yeah. You know, and if
1: they did, it's only just a chance encounter. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not going to last. No. But, you know, it ended up that you know you can pretty much do what you want now painting graffiti and you don't even have to change it
0: <laughs> no as long as you can give a good paragraph about the reason yeah yeah exactly you're good to
1: go yeah and that's what happened that's what I started seeing in, in the 90s 92 started to show in that way like this weird thing where you saw people selling graffiti like um, you know you'd see something in the observer mm. it was the beginning of like the gentrification of graffiti you know in a way yeah um, I just thought yeah it's a fluke it's a weird
0: yeah how's that working how as long is it going to last it's,
1: it's, yeah this it's, it isn't going to last but yeah no it it's didn't it, this was before street art yeah you know so that was the end of the 90s and then it moved into 2000s but that was it really for you know kind of me and Prime's partnership of painting yeah we were speaking about it the other night Started to, started to wane. Um,
0: but, but by yeah. then, you'd both had two decades in it. Yeah. By that point, mm. by the 2000s, you'd had two decades in it.
1: 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd met him in 1986.
0: Well, there you go, just under two decades being with him, but both you separately.
1: Yeah. Him yeah. a little
0: bit later than you, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but then we started doing other things together. So we started painting, like art painting, Pieces of art, walls, actual art, yeah, <laughs> on canvases. That was triggered by going to New York, yeah. weirdly, because I went to New York expecting to see a load of graffiti, and I didn't. When was I that? Mid two thousands you went. Two thousand and seven. Yeah, I went before that, but I went two thousand and seven, and I was I was absolutely you know it's like I found the place empty, yeah, a void of what I expected. It was like. You could, you could see that it'd been like that yeah. you know and that whatever you associate with New York from the 70s and 80s but I got there and it was like gone done yeah. it's over party's over you know and um, I ended up going around galleries in Chelsea going up and down these um, semi-industrial units with like, big open plan floors mm. looking at art and I just spent days looking at art and I thought got, there's more going on here than there is on the walls and the trains And I came back, I thought, right, I'm going to put some of what I've done on canvas.
0: Does that also then make you think about, like you spoke about earlier, the can and its importance and what it is as a tool? Mm. Well, yeah. Is that what this is about now? What's that? Like these last few years with you with painting, and I know you're painting walls again, or have been in various ways, but like.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. The way you see (laughs) art.
0: (laughs) And a can now. Yeah, explain that. What is it about this can and what it can do? And
1: well, the can's part of my lineage, so it's part of my biography, right. of my life. Yeah. Without the can, I wouldn't be sitting here now talking to you. Yeah. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to account for myself. I don't know. I can't imagine who I'd be. Fuck. Without a fucking spray can. Fuck. That is yeah. deep. Right. <laughs> I love that. So so if I'm going to use spray paint now, it, it, it's a way of talking about my life. And the thing is, nobody can, you know, tell me nothing about a can. Yeah. Really. I mean, some some nerd can tell me about fat caps and thin caps and mid caps, but when it comes to the can and what it's been in my life, yeah. My 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 relationship with the spray can. So I wanted to keep that in my work. Yeah. Because, I I don't you know I can it's got integrity it can speak for itself and I can speak for it.
0: You can translate it.
1: I can translate, and I want it to be something that you know, I use um i don't want to use a paintbrush mm. and i did use a paintbrush for a bit but mm. then i got into not using a paintbrush i want to reference the can mm. and what it can do and where it expresses itself you know so I, I need the can to be there in my work for that reverence so when i started painting again um i actually got schooled a bit by uh part Twoism. okay hope well yeah and um yeah, we went out to a bit of wasteland near me with a can, each, one can. And I didn't know anything else but pieces mm-hmm. still to that point. And uh, he doesn't remember saying this, but I, I said, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to paint in a new way. Um, and he just pa- he goes, paint what you don't know.
0: Yeah. That's maths. Yeah. That is, that's a fucking yeah that's really hard
1: yeah I paint what you don't know and then I thought okay and I just did everything I didn't know and I was going in and out like this I never used to paint like that Mm. I was painting in and out and doing this thing and it and it appeared within front of me within uh, less than a minute and when I looked at it it was like time had to sort of expand or something had to sort of make room for that Mm. there was lots of room there Mm. but I was in a new space where I was looking at something that was quite alien to me because mm. I hadn't planned it. You know, everything before had been planned down to the detail. Like all of my trains were planned, every colour, yeah. every second fill, borders. I knew it was you like paid a list. Attention
0: so much. Huh? You paid so much attention to that. Yeah, part.
1: it was all about fulfilling my vision. Yeah. Whereas this time it was different. It wasn't a vision. Yeah. It was like I was being so I was seeing what what I was doing after the fact. Do you know what I mean, it was like, oh, right, I just did that. What is that? I like that. Yeah, what is that? I've got yeah. to spend a bit of time getting used to that because yeah. I did this come from a place that I have no pre thought about, so there's nothing determinate about it. Yeah,
0: the thing is, though, at times like that, you can easily break and be like, okay, cool, that's it, I'm not doing that again. That isn't mm. it because we. It seems like you've given yourself the time to think, whether it was at the moment or not, you gave yourself the time to think and accept what you painted. Whereas sometimes we can straightway rebel against that type of behaviour mm. because it's not familiar. Mm. And it's easier to act familiar. Oh, yeah. So you're going to go back to painting. All right, cool. Let me mm. get my, my sketch up. I'm going to get this mm. face fill in, outline, mm. drop shadow, 3D. So what you did and sticking with that, and I know you continued it, that's quite a hard barrier to jump and especially it
1: isn't it is difficult. With
0: what part said, mm. you know, he doesn't remember. That is so fucking empowering those words. Mm. But it's it, like like anything in life, the harder things to do or oh, the the hardest things to do are extremely hard, like mm. but always rewarding. The easiest things aren't as rewarding.
1: Yeah, and that's what happened it was a breaking away from yeah. everything that I'd learnt. And so all that stuff about pieces, about burners and about all the rules that I'd learned in my head and, you know, in my muscle memory in a way that I use a pencil mm. to draw. I, I don't draw anymore, you know, much at all. Wow. You know, with part, it was like the walls, the, this page, you, you paint, you draw on the walls. This is where we do our work. This it is out. it, yeah. We don't do it before. There's no pre-thought. Might be a little idea yeah. about what we do.
0: But But that's allowed because it's inside.
1: Yeah, it's like just, you know, yeah, there's a little idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes there's no idea. You know, I was still stuck on this linear thing of painting left to right, Mm -hmm. left to right, because that's how we read. Mm -hmm. That's how we learn to paint. Mm -hmm. And I was still doing characters, like where one, you do one character.
0: Followed by a second. Followed
1: by a second character, Mm -hmm. which creates a word. Mm -hmm. And then, then I had to lose that as well and then you know i'm still caught up in it like even last week i was trying to do something and then it's just i was over controlling it i was over managing my work and it was becoming it was sort of dying because it wasn't fresh it wasn't loose
0: you were using the wrong grain cells to produce well, it was too it. stylized yeah
1: it was too much style mm. concern and um concern yeah yeah the style word. concerns you know what i mean like and with that comes the all the O C D of trying to do this thing so it has a style communication. Mm. Whereas what I don't I don't want that. So I have to build in ways of myself not doing that. Mm. So I've got all kinds of ways of stopping myself from my own nature, really. You know. There's all these kind of things that you have to do to stop yourself yeah. from being predictable.
0: Yeah. You know, I've never heard of graffiti a graffiti where I talk like this. I've talked to loads. I've been in this yeah. art career for nearly 20 years mm. and I've had, this is my 53rd conversation at mm. this level with an artist. I've had mm. many people around my flat and talk to me for years about graffiti. Mm. I've never heard anyone talk about painting like this. right? Or even, I know we're past graffiti here, but just the fact that there's this whole linear story and mm. what you're doing, I've never heard this explanation or this, this understanding. But I, I don't well, think it's I've another actually, mission. It's another mission. It is another mission, but I've never... That, it's, it's, yes you're right it's another mission another painful dangerous oh it's painful all of that but, but you're still doing it which is amazing yeah. because we, we it, it's so easy to find our lane and stay in it
1: well I, how I see it and I kind of started to kind of glean this in a way from being at that age um, was that if I don't cross this bridge there's not going to be much more for me at the other end Amazing. at the other side mm. I'd just be continually doing that whole thing of going to Hall of Fame yeah. doing style pieces chained to the wall Yeah, I don't like that feeling of being a ball and chain to a canvas mm-hmm. or to a wall mm-hmm. I kind of just feel oppressed by the experience I didn't like it
0: mm. so I'm like what can I do you're tapping into something man well you have no not tapping you have tapped into something my last piece mm. I did a piece in Barcelona but my piece before that in the UK I sketched up I filled in first fill mulched the whole wall mm. sketched up first fill and I was like nah fuck this I'm not fighting mm. I'm not being chained to this wall today mm. and I just mulched it out I was just mm. like I'm not fucking about mm. it, it was didn't feel right but it's so weird I hit something hit me that day that I was just like mm. nah this isn't what you want to do and I don't what mm. you're talking about is really inspiring to me mm. and I don't know in what way I don't know how it's going to come out but if I try and Take the words you're saying and think about myself in it. Quite selfishly, in this minute, I yeah, think should, about yeah. I think about that last painting, and um, yeah, how I, I really did feel that day. I was just like, no. Well, so many people do. People are locked to those walls. You, you know. seem to have had this whole thing, though, man. Like since the beginning, since the this whole story so far, mm. there always seems to have been in every episode a push. There was never consistency. Has gone throughout but not like a slow consistency. There's literally been an uphill battle in every single instance of the, your experiences, it seems, through this thing, you've always pushed yourself. That's what I talked about, like the, the team duo of you and Prime in those you know, mm. late 90s and early 2000s. And what, this push to know that this can be done, this can be pushed more. And I think the way you listen and hear people must also play a big part because Prime is a deep, he understands his culture. He knows what he's mm. doing, and he's got an ultimatum and an agenda. Mm. And the same with part, mm. you know, really accomplished artists. I love. I haven't he- once heard ego, which is Me? yeah.
1: I've got a massive ego.
0: I tell you what, it doesn't. You don't portray it in your telling of your mm. story. And one thing, which I'm fully acceptable of, I've got a massive ego. I'm, I'm glad you you say that you do have one, but I think this. I've said to you, the last time we sat down, you're, without sounding like a cuss, you're like the Gandalf of this. There's something like, you don't understand much about who Gandalf truly is. And I don't, I know you're sitting in front of me and I don't mean to make you feel embarrassed or anything, but that's how I feel, that's what you seem to be to me. Well, that's, and, that's
1: fuel. And you getting, know, yeah. That's fuel, Well, that's, that's, true. that's almost not me. That's,
0: that's the weird thing. But isn't that, that's, that's what I'm saying though. It's exactly it, is, that, is it? that's the perception. But that's how I feel. I think that's the point I'm saying.
1: That's. I think that's when you move into a more mythic sense of yourself. Yeah. When you're not ad-
0: heavily identifying with yourself. Yeah. But how did you become fuel and not do that? Do what? But, like have that feeling about. Sulfation. Yeah. Because that's literally that's where that's all we kind of head to from the age of from the start of us picking up that can, we're heading towards that mass explosion of ego. Like, and that understanding mm. of this is But that me. ego's
1: got to die as well. Mm. And it's got to go through changes. Yeah. And it's Which is what to, you've done, I suppose. It's got to have to relate to something else apart from itself. Mm. You know, and it's like, um, it's painful watching it get cracked. Yeah. It doesn't want to be like that. It doesn't want those experiences, yeah. those learning curves. <coughs> it gets them. And then it modifies itself, you know, in relation to something else. Yeah. And that's the bit that I'm talking about. I'm observing myself. I'm also, myself is also observing fuel. Yeah. So I'm like, there's like fuel, there's me, and then there's somebody else. Yeah. And I'm kind of coming from, I could be over in my it. ego. Yeah. I could be more in my ego. I think, you know, those yard experiences are not, uh, are egoless in a way. Yeah. Like to me, they're experience, it's pure experience. You know, and you're painting. What comes out in the morning—that's
0: the ego. Is the ego? Yeah, yeah. But, the but time, well, while is you're it? actually painting, it's yeah, not ego right. at all. It's no, pure right. experience and yeah.
1: sensation. And like, I think that's what I'm talking about mm. when I'm saying you get it. It disappears and then it comes back again.
0: I see it. You're not scared of facing these open spaces and being up for exploring them. Like the fact that you put it down to three U's, and I fully get that. I hear mm. you. It wasn't confusing. Well, they're all me. Yes, but it's very hard to admit that. And especially, we've we've met each other three or four times. It does, it kind of helps in the context of what you're saying. I just, I I find it really all inspiring. And I Mm. I think the honesty on both sides, the lack of ego plus the the exception of the ego, and all the honesty that plays throughout your story is very inspirational and very... It's, just, it's, it's hand on heart, hand, heart on sleeve even. You know, you're very honest about it. You're very clear and concise. I, f- I love the, the vibe you give, the explanations you give and the thought process that you put into mm. it. I, I find this very rare. Well, I know if you're here, you're blown away, truly blown away. It's gonna take you a minute to get all that in. You might wanna listen again in a couple of days. I certainly did. There's so much in there. I've never really had that type of conversation to those types of depths or thought on the culture before. And you know, this is like number 53. That was dope. The calmness, so inspirational. I think you can tell I'm a bit speechless to be honest. That's the real deal right there. That passion, understanding, persistence, It's unique only to a few. And luckily for me and you, I've been getting a few of these conversations. King Fuel. Another soldier in the art gang. Or general, should I say. And yeah, art saves lives. We've heard this in loads of stories now. And there's more to come. Just be art. Until next time, love your city and love your culture. This is F24. And we're always thinking of our friends. Pal, type, Asset, Veco, Mood, Browse, Gobs, Lover, Trip, K-Bag, Snuckle, Raise, Mint, Evil, King Robbo and the many others that grace their names out in the city for us to see. You won't be forgotten people. Thank <laughs> you.